When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jessica, there you are. Where have you been? <laughs> I, I walked all over this room 20, for 20 minutes in this tiny, tiny room looking for you. Yeah. I didn't see I, you. I haven't been able to find you, but there you are. <laughs> there you are. Don't go hiding like on that um, like that on me anymore, Jess. I know. I'll try to just make my, my presence known. I don't know how much louder I could be, but if you're telling me I need to be louder, I think I can amp <laughs> it up a little bit. For goodness sake, no. <laughs> Um, we're we're not alone here. We're talking Boy Meets World as always, but we're we're not alone. We have a repeat guest here. Um, it is his birthday month. It's Scorpio season. One of our fave Scorpios. I can't say our only fave Scorpio because Tommy is probably listening. Tommy is also a Scorpio, and we love you too, Tommy. But one of our favorite Scorpio kings, Cody Patterson, mm-hmm. is here. Cody, how are you? I'm doing well. It's my birthday. It's my sweet sixteen. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Oh my gosh, I'm so honored to be around you on your Sweet 16 because when I was 16, I got invited to nobody's Sweet 16. (laughs) So it's an honor to be finally invited to a Sweet 16 all these years later. It was such a big deal when people turned 16, right? Like back in the day, it was like, it was yeah. like, a, I mean, we didn't do, do you remember that show on MTV that was like My Sweet, Sweet 16 My or Super something? Sweet 16. Like they got like Mercedes and like all these crazy things. And I'm like, in what world does that any, not in my town. That was not anybody's experience in my town. Yeah. I don't even remember what I got for my 16th birthday. It's, it was so <laughs> it was long that ago. uneventful. <laughs> yeah. Do you, did you have like a party? 
I, I think it was just uh, me and my best friend, and then maybe my parents. I don't know. It was you know, it's it's a guys, it's guys thing. So we don't really do sweet sixteens, but um, I I really don't even remember. It was you know twenty eight years ago. So uh, it's 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 hard to remember stuff that happened back. Yeah, then. I think I did. I think we did like a barbecue for my sixteen. Was that my sixteenth? That was my graduation party. You know what? I feel like for my sweet 16, I just had a big sleepover. I don't think we had a big to do. A lot of my friends did, though. Like they like would like they rented a hall. It was like there's a DJ. There's a dance floor. It's a whole thing. Yeah, it's always like a real rager. So I had like my sweet 16 big party like that when at my bat mitzvah Mm -hmm. when I was 12 and a half. But for my 16th birthday, what we did was I got to invite like I think four or five friends and uh, to the city and we got tickets to see Hairspray on Broadway. And I think we went to Jekyll and Hyde, which is like a themed, it's a themed restaurant that I don't think exists anymore, but it's like, um, like a scary themed restaurant where like there's, I don't know, uh, like it's kind of like a rainforest cafe, but it's like a haunted house ah. theme instead. So there was like things on the wall that like pop out, and the bathroom was like um, like a hidden bookcase. Interesting. There was like yeah, yeah, ba- like the good times. Jekyll and Hyde. I feel like it was showcased in um, like some sort of sitcom where somebody like dressed up as a werewolf and like was like, "I'm going to go to my job at Jekyll and Hyde," but I don't remember what show that was. <laughs> Um, Maybe. So, yeah, that that was my Sweet 16 experience because I couldn't do a conventional Sweet 16. No, no, no. No, I feel like it was like all the rich kids got to do the conventional Sweet 16 and like the poor kids were like, well, I'm just going to have some friends over. Um, I was one of the poor kids. <laughs> if you couldn't tell. I just, it's not that we were like poor, poor, but I think my family was just like, what the hell? Like, you're turning 16. You're not getting married. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, it's like, wh- who cares? Like, it's you. You lived. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I had enough friends to have like a yeah. sweet 16 party. Yeah. yeah, well, it's like I would have had. I mean, I had like I, I won't say I had like no friends. You know, I had like five or six close friends. But like one of those right. types of things, you invite like you know fifty people. I didn't know fifty people I wanted to show up on my birthday. Yeah, and and I grew up in Texas, so you also had the quinceañeras. Yeah. So when oh, the yeah. girls turned, so not only did they have sixteen, but they did it the year before when they turned fifteen. Oh, so the you girls so they, got, they got both. I was gonna say these quinceañera girls got both. I don't. I don't Damn. know if they actually got both, but uh, you know the quinceanera. That's a that's a pretty yeah, big. That's a deal. big one. Yeah, I know those. Like yeah. those dresses oh, are like yeah. huge. Probably the opposite of the type of dress that Topanga was wearing at her sweet sixteen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, we're talking two different episodes of Boy Meets World here: Dangerous Secret and a oh, way too long of a title: Sixteen Candles and Four Hundred and the, was it Four Hundred Pounds or the Four Hundred? Yeah, okay, and the Four Hundred Pound. That's man. what it was, and the Four Hundred Pound Man. Yeah, um, two different episodes here. Honestly, both in my memory were not like I want to say like iconic, iconic, but like I remember both of these episodes when I was watching them. 
Um, before we dive into Dangerous Secret, just want to put a PSA out there. Um, we do have a hotline to share. We are going to get into a little bit of discussion, well, a lot of discussion on um, domestic violence. So if you or someone you know um, is suffering, you can call 1-800-799-SAFE, which is 7233. So 1-800-799-7233 to get help. We are going to be discussing that topic. So if that is something that is triggering for you, um, something you don't want to listen to, that's fine. Um, I, I'll do my best to put a timestamp in the show notes as well. So if you want to skip ahead to the second episode, um, so you don't have to listen to it, we can certainly do that as well. Um, kind of go along with that. I'm going to kind of jump to the end because in the wiki, it mentioned that they did a PSA at the end of the episode, but I didn't see it. It was not on were, Disney Plus yeah. if, if, if no. they did have one. And I was honestly a little bit shocked and kind of upset because I feel like uh, it's on them to do that. This Disney, Disney, yeah. first of all, Disney is a children's mostly for children. Um, it's on Disney Plus and children are watching the show and they should have content warnings both at the beginning and the end, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Even if you don't have the original one with um, the main trio or um, I, I, I read it was I've read that uh, just Sean did it mm-hmm. and I've read that the trio and did I remember one, so that not, when I watched it on ABC yeah. family like I remember that being a thing right but like I feel as though if you can't get the rights to that or whatever then it is Disney Plus's responsibility to um, do a content warning yeah. prior just the number the on the screen that's all you need to do like it's not that hard so it, it yeah or like text in front of the episode yep. yeah but disappointing uh, they didn't have it but we are responsible and we will yeah. give you a content warning <laughs> yeah if, if mickey mouse wants to listen to our podcast then mickey <laughs> please uh take our advice exactly <laughs> um so let's get into the episode season four episode eight dangerous secret um, we see Corey banging on Sean's trailer, a very cute scene. Corey heard Sean was sick. So he brought over like all of this stuff, like all the supplies. He brought like vapor rub. Very cute. He even brought little flowers, little shitty dandelions that we trashed my, on. <laughs> my friends and I did this in high did school you? when we were sick. That's very cute. Yeah. Like we would like bring over like little get well, well soon baskets to Aww, each other. Oh, that's sweet. I yeah, never very, did this with my very friends. caring. Yeah, I never did this with my friends. People no. are not caring. I you care. don't care that your friends are sick. I care, but like they have my, parents. <laughs> my friend was lucky if I brought him homework. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember like once I brought over like I made soup and I brought over like saltine crackers. Like just doing the yeah. most. Well, you do have that Pisces heart. You know, you got to help your friends. Um, meanwhile, I'm just like, oh, that person isn't at school today. That's weird. Uh, move on with my day. <laughs> now, now today I do text my friends. Hey, missed you at work or, you know, sorry, you're not feeling yeah. good. Yeah, I let them know. Yeah, I check in. I check in on you, yeah. Sarah. After you got yeah. your booster, I checked in to see how you were doing, how you were mm-hmm. feeling. So, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you thought I was dying when I got my second shot and you mess. I'm pretty sure you messaged my husband to be like, oh, Is yeah, she lying? <laughs> I was very concerned. Like, but you were like down and I out was after your fact. Yeah. yeah, like after your second shot, like you were not to be heard of for a while. Which is very rare for me. Most people here hear me coming. Um, <laughs> but uh, so his parents are out of town. So Corey felt like he wanted to take care of him. Um, and Sean like fakes a cough. He says he's very contagious. I mean, Corey wants to plug in his humidifier for him in the bedroom. But all of a sudden, a, a girl walks out. Claire. Claire walks out. Um, by Corey's reaction, I thought we were supposed to know who Claire was. 
Do we know who Claire is? Have we seen her before? No. We don't know who Claire is, but obviously Corey knows who Claire is. Mm-hmm. It's Claire. You know, Claire. Cody, I just feel like, and I, I, I do like this episode. Like, I think it's an important mm-hmm. episode, but I almost yep. wish that, like, that we had met Claire, like, one or two episodes before, just so that we were familiar with who she is. Because not that we don't have sympathy for her, but it's like, okay, we're supposed to be invested in this character. Like, I want to know who she is. Yeah, I, I felt like I had missed something. Yeah. I, I go, I'm agree with you that, you know, we, we should have seen her a couple of episodes ago. Uh, I, I just felt like I missed, like, were we supposed to have seen her earlier in the season? Did I... So, yeah, the, the introduction would have really, really helped. Yeah, but Corey, like you said, Sarah, Corey knows who she is. He runs out and he's upset because he, he did see Sean, or excuse me, Claire in Sean's robe. Um, and he said, you know, should have told me. And Sean says, I couldn't to- tell you. Um, and Claire runs out and says, Corey, like, can't say anything. And Sean's like, don't worry, Corey's the best. Like, he won't say anything. So we're getting, like, weird vibes because... Sean and Corey are best friends. Like, if something happened with Claire and Sean, like, Sean probably would have told Corey about it by now. So we're already kind of starting off the episode like, oh, this is this is odd. This is strange. Um, Right. You know, I, I think I may have one where he recognizes her from. Oh, is she in a different episode? Because, well, because if you remember, she's in Jurassic Park. <laughs> she... she She's the girl oh from Jurassic God, Park. She is. She's and so much older. I yes, didn't recognize yes. her. Yeah, she's she's Lexi from Jurassic Park. And if she's you remember, according to the wiki, if you according to the wiki, uh, Corey uh, mentioned Jurassic Park in one of the earlier <laughs> episodes. Like, oh, you. So Jurassic Park is canon in <laughs> Boy Meets World. Yeah, oh, he's strange. like, look at this. It's my actress friend Claire. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she, she, uh, Claire, she in quotes. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Don't tell anybody because she's an actress and I'm hiding her out here in my trailer. Yes. <laughs> the paparazzi is after the paparazzi. her. That's what it is. Yeah. Cody solved it. Oh, I love it. Um, so we're at Chubby's uh, the next day and Corey is just staring at Sean. Uh, and Corey says they've always told each other everything and like he's weirded out that he's not saying anything and Sean keeps reiterating like there's nothing to tell. Um, and then we get the line. He says this isn't something you just tell people. So like Cody to me this is triggering of like well this is must be really really important if Sean is like saying like I can't just say it out loud you know. Yeah, you know, Sean, Sean's usually really good about telling Corey, you know, everything. Yeah. So to hide this, it's it's got to be important. It's got to be a big secret. And, and it's kind of piquing our interest. Okay, what what is going on here that Sean can't even tell Corey? Yeah. Yeah, but Corey is fully convinced that it has everything to do with where they went. Like, how their yeah. relationship developed. And he... <sighs> instantly gets like competitive with his best friend or at least he compares himself and is like well you know if you're doing this with Claire and I didn't even get past kissing with Topanga then obviously I'm doing something wrong right and I want to be like at the same pace as my best friend so Corey gets into this really weird mindset of like if you're doing it, then I should be doing it too. And this is so, and that's why this, I think this episode is very well done on many levels. It touches many important topics. One of which is like the feel, the need to feel like you're at the same stage 
um, as your friends in a lot of ways, one of which being Mm -hmm. relationships. And Corey just feels like, oh, my gosh, I'm so far behind if Sean is already doing all of these things with a girl he just met. Meanwhile, Topanga and I haven't done any of this. And I don't I think it's more of like he likes to be like Sean, right? They've always kind of been at the same pace. Corey always seems to be a little bit behind Sean. Um, and Corey just wants to like be at that same level because he feels like, well, we could, we should be able to talk about this. And I wonder if another reason is like, he's like, oh, Sean doesn't want to tell me because I'm not there yet. Yeah. Kids don't realize that people, people go at different paces. They grow at different paces. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's okay if you're faster than someone else in one area, but slower than them in another area. Uh, you know. Sean's doing this kind of sprint being with one girl after another, whereas Corey's more doing a marathon. He's with one girl longer. It's kind of uh, it's just building up to Mm -hmm. something that's going to happen later on. And that's perfectly fine. And but at this age, you you don't realize that you're like you say, you you feel like you have to go at the same pace, even though you don't really have to. Yeah, exactly. So we see the next scene is Corey's house. He's like practicing. Oh, may I take your coat? Ah, you like my outfit. What? these old things <laughs> like, over and over um uh Topanga comes in and she's like oh you know what do you want to do do you want to see a movie and he's like oh we should we should go up to my room and see my cd changer she's like I was definitely with you when you bought it but like okay let's go watch it in action like <laughs> Topanga uh, do you want to see my cd changer like absolutely not I don't want to see your stupid cd changer I don't know. CD changers are fascinating. Watching them spin. Is it a three disc? Yeah. Is yeah. it a how five many, disc? How many discs do you think Corey can afford? Well, he looked, it was looked like a big boom box. Like when I was a kid, yeah. we had like one of those, it was a, like a CD slash DVD one in my parents' house and it held five and like that was a big yes. deal. <laughs> okay. Yes. But like, why do, why is having five DVDs in your DVD changer so good? Like, can you really not get up from your movie marathon think- to change the DVD? It's like, no, I must be at this couch for <laughs> 12 hours straight. I can't possibly even get up to change the DVD. It's no, insanity. When- why is that new and cool technology? <laughs> no, when you're doing your Boy Meets World marathon yes. before streaming is a thing, you want to put the whole season yep. in there so therefore you don't have to get up you can just go from one yeah. one episode to the next i don't disagree all the way with to this. the end of the season no i don't disagree with cody here i think there's two instances in which these are a good idea one is when you're binging television because who wants to get up to change the dvd this is prior to streaming obviously two i feel like i have another good one when you're doing christmas decorations because in my family we always went all out we did like the whole tree and everything and it was always a thing we're like okay we you get to pick your cd and then every family member gets to pick a cd a christmas cd to put on you don't have to go and change them out you just have them all going it's great i just feel like it's absolute insanity (laughs) it is like this is just it is that's the fun of it yes it's just pointless technology. I mean, like my dad had it and like he was like so proud about it. Because when new just, technology like, so comes out, it feels like the biggest deal ever. Do you remember when portable DVD players came out? They were like yeah. $80. But you bet your ass I had one because, yeah, I want to lay yes. in bed and watch a DVD. That is how I consumed the first or the second season of Lost. <laughs> Where is it now? My Lost DVDs? Uh, the portable DVD player. Oh gosh, player. dead dog, dog, like in some dumpster in some landfill somewhere. I don't know. Like I don't, I don't have know, it now. 
kind of want one. Why would you want why, We just discussed the stupidity of a CD changer <laughs> and you want a portable DVD player. Tell me why. Yeah. Do you have a phone? Yes. You don't need a portable DVD player. I have all these DVDs. What am I supposed to do with Sell them? Sell them at a garage sale. No. Nah, we, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Sarah. I've got, you know, a bookshelf of, of all these DVDs and Blu-rays and, you know, the all nope. seven seasons of Lost are sitting together. And so I only own, I own very few DVDs. I own so, all 10 seasons of Friends because I cannot get rid of them for sentimental value. And I do own uh, seasons one and two of Community because I wanted to be able to listen to the commentary tracks for the podcast. That's it. And how that's, how's that going? I don't always listen. I don't always watch the one. Yeah. I run out of yeah, time. That's, that's what and I was guess thinking. what? I can't do it on my hmm. freaking computer. So guess what? It doesn't get done. <laughs> There's no commentary in the streaming service. Exactly, right? and that's the big problem. Yes. Is if they had it, it'd yeah. be so much easier for my life. And you can't do was it was it Lost University? You can, you can't do that. Oh on gosh, that thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is very silly. And so he takes her upstairs. He has candles all set up. Topanga asks if he's having a séance. Um, he says the room is always like this. There's like a love sonnet book. Um, and there's like, there's grapes on the bed. Like it's a whole thing. It's like, I like grapes. I always have grapes on the bed. Uh, so he turns on the CD and it's Morgan's like kids CD. Yeah. Where's Um, my nose or something like that. I didn't know what song this was. It wasn't head, shoulders, knees and toes. It's a fake song. And they claim that it's. From Barney, the dinosaur. Yeah, because yeah, he says, not. oh, it's the purple dinosaur. And so you he doesn't yeah. say Barney, though. Yeah. So the lyrics I wrote down was, I can hold up three fingers. I can hold up five toes. I can hold up eight fingers. Oops, where's my nose? What kind of song is this? You're not even teaching <laughs> counting. Why, Why is it three? three fingers, eight fingers well you know you've got oh. to be aware of people that don't have all 10 fingers and all 10 but why, toes wait when it so. says three fingers are we doing three fingers on each hand or am i doing maybe total because then if you're saying eight yeah it might be like the might be like the simpsons you know the simpsons only have what four fingers on each hand <laughs> this is so strange what a stupid song <laughs> but yeah they so then they're like oh so see Corey throws the cd out the window which in my head i was like that's ending up in feeney's yard isn't it and we do get information on that <laughs> <Yeah>. later <laughs> yep. um and then we get very classical music Corey says it came with his mom's volvo and of course welcome to the safe and secure world of volvo <laughs> so is this the is this the minivan that she bought did she buy a volvo minivan it has minivans? to be so maybe has to be so I don't remember her ever saying, I just remember it was a minivan. I don't remember if she said, like, the make of yeah. the car. But it has to be. Um, and and how, and how do they afford a Volvo? I don't know. I really the think other they're day, cash poor and they just spend money without thinking about it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The they other, don't have savings. Yeah. The other day I saw a really nice car. I was like, oh, Drew, like, maybe we should consider this car. And I looked at it. It was a Volvo. I was like, never mind. We can't afford it. <laughs> Let's just move along. <laughs> I've never even looked into a Volvo because for me, Volvo is always like a mom mobile. Like it is never mm-hmm. anything that interested me. Um, but apparently this is the class. You get the classical music um, and then a whole explanation on the Volvo. And uh, Corey changes really music nice. again. They start kissing and we see him put his hand up the back of her shirt. And Topanga stops him and she says, what did you th- like? What did you think what was going to happen? Um, there's a bowl of grapes on the bed. <laughs> and Corey makes the mistake of saying, I'm trying so hard. And Topanga rightfully asks, to do what? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even know. Like, he doesn't even know what he's trying to do. He doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't even know 
he had to ask Sean, like, what's the next step after kissing? So if you're so in the dark on, like, what you should be doing, then you probably shouldn't be doing it. You know, obviously, Corey's not ready. And she, you know, questions and he rightfully gets embarrassed because he's like, you know what? Like, I'm so pathetic. I'm just going to see myself out. Like, don't don't leave. Um he really and it, it, it so it's it's bad that he's like pushing her into this, but it's even worse that it's mainly because he just feels like he should be doing it. Yeah, Cody. I mean, this is. I I feel like we've seen a lot of these um types of scenes in like teen mm-hmm. shows, but I felt like the way this was handled was like done very delicately, and it doesn't feel like Corey is pressuring her more that Corey thinks this is naturally what should be happening between them. Yeah. And and I was also wondering why didn't Alan has Alan not had the talk with him or has Eric not had the talk with him about, hey, you're growing up, things are changing, you're turning into a werewolf. Maybe <laughs> maybe uh maybe you're gonna start having these urges. Yeah. You know, here's kind of what's gonna happen as you get a little older. I think even knowing like what sex is versus like how to know you're ready is like two different things because I'm sure he knows Mm -hmm. like what sex is and how it works and all of that but I don't think he necessarily understands like the signs that you're ready for it yeah I do think it is realistic because I feel as though a lot of people do take that next step because their peers are so I do feel like it is like a realistic thing I mean like I well, I, I mean, I've talked about this before, I think maybe on Dawson's Creek, but like when I got to a certain age, I was like, I want to lose my virginity at a certain age mm-hmm. because I, I think that that's the right age to lose your virginity. Not that like I was ready to do it with the person that I was with, not because I felt like I was ready for the next step, just because like oh, you should lose your virginity at this age. So it was like my focus. It was like, I want to do it at this age. Didn't happen because of, you know, life. You can't plan these things. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and especially Corey, yeah. the thing that Corey doesn't understand is like, that's not a reason to do it. And so he says like, oh, well, Sean had a girl stay over. It's like Topanga, Topanga has the right idea. She says, what what does that have to do with us? What what Sean is doing has no bearing on our relationship and we shouldn't be having sex just so you can keep up with your best friend. Um, And Corey realizes at least that like he was wrong. You know, he calls himself pathetic. He leaves. Um, And yeah, at least at least he recognized that. I mean, obviously Topanga kind of pointed it out of, hey, you know, we're not ready for this. But he he didn't push her. He recognized that he um, was kind of in the wrong at this point. Um, so we're in school. Corey is watching Sean and Claire and Topanga's upset with Corey. I love this. Like we don't get a lot of Feeny in this episode, but I do love the minor Feeny moment of uh, Corey talking with Feeny about his problems with Topanga. And Feeny's like, I can recognize trouble in paradise. Um, he found the Barney CD in his living room. Apparently <laughs> it landed on his credenza. <laughs> Um, frisbee that's like a good frisbee frisbee throw maybe yeah. maybe um, Corey should look into disc golf oh, God. <laughs> we know he's not good at sports <laughs> yeah he, he thought earlier that they should be at ninth base I mean that's <laughs> yeah yeah for such a guy who's a baseball, baseball fan, fan. Oh, but- yeah, <laughs> I can't. I, I can't. Scams. Um. So, uh, Feeny says this. This is my favorite quote of the episode. 
Feeney says he normally doesn't get involved in the personal affairs between students. <laughs> Lies. Yeah, Cody, how do you feel about that line? Uh, I think it's BS. Yeah. Uh, but we all know that he's obviously got, uh, you know, cameras and he's been watching them and he's got the room in, uh, in the back. Yeah, you know, all bugged out. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, I also like the way that he said the words compact disc. <laughs> I thought that was very 90s. Yeah, it's like compact disc. Now, okay, so that's obviously what CD stands for. Do we yes. remember what a DVD stands for? Disc. Digital video Ooh, disc. Oh, look at that. Wow. VHS, video. Vi- uh, video high fidelity system, maybe? What? What's high, high fidelity? Defin- high no, definition? Vi- video home system. Sorry, video home system. Okay, oh, that makes sense. Yes. I was going to yeah, be like, sorry. high fidelity? Video what is home- this? What the hell insurance? Does MP3 stand for? Music something? Uh, wow, so you're really challenging my <laughs> IT sorry. knowledge here. I just yeah, know I'm curious. <laughs> this is now a technology podcast. Oh, please, God help us. It this is, is like a, a sporkle quiz. Because you have MP3, which is the audio format, MP4, which is the video format. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, do you want to know what it stands for? Moving Picture Experts Group Layer Three. What? I feel like you MPEG. just turned into a robot. It's probably MPEG. It's probably the long form version of it. Ah, like JPEG. MPEG, like JPEG. Oh yeah. my gosh, you learn something new every day. Um, so I'm gonna forget that. We are content. We are content creators. So right. So Feeney says, but they're so cute together. You know, he can't help himself, and he says to keep the lines of communication open. Not bad advice, I gotta say. It's very good advice. Like, you know what? You know how to solve your problem, Corey? I don't know. Talk to your freaking girlfriend. (laughs) That's all I needed to say. Yeah, communication is uh, the one thing to lead to a successful relationship. It's also kind of like the hardest thing to achieve. It's like so strange. It's the most important, but it's just like so. Well, it depends on what your communication style is, right? Like, I feel like you have to have compatible communication styles with your partner for it to work out. And I do think Corey and Topanga do have compatible communication styles. Yep. But if neither of you communicate, then there's, you know, either that's a good thing or you're going to have problems. Um, So Corey approaches Topanga uh, and he says, you know, if I was out of line, um, I think we should at least communicate about this. And she says, I don't know what to say to you and walks off. And it's like, oh, okay, well. It's not exactly communicating. Don't communicate. Yeah, yeah. But I do think it's fair if, like, if you need time yeah. to cool off, like, take your time, like, keep your space. Um, that's also fair for her to say, you know, I need my space from you right now. Um, so Corey then divulges to Sean that he had made a move on Topanga. Um, he's, and then he, like, blurts out that he told Topanga about Claire. And Sean is livid. He's so upset. Rightfully so. He asked Corey to keep this hush hush. Hush hush means don't tell anybody. Don't even tell your girlfriend. Keep it quiet. Um, Cody, do you, do you agree with Sean here that he was right to be upset? I don't, I don't think that's, I think, I don't think that's fair for Corey because Sean knows that whatever Corey tells Topanga, Topanga is going to keep it quiet as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think he maybe overacted slightly, but you know, he did ask him to keep it quiet, but it still wasn't fair for, to, for him to ask Corey not to even tell Topanga. Yeah. I think that it's like, I think the thing is, is like, okay, Maybe you think Topanga's not going to say anything, but I still think that, like, they're not, they're not married. I don't know. I don't want to put, like, the label on it, but, like, they're in high school still. And, like, I think it's fair for Sean to assume that if you tell somebody something in high school, it's going to get out. So to really keep it tight. Whereas, like, I feel like if Sarah tells me something and is like, don't tell anybody 
like she'd always assume I'd at least tell my husband because he's my husband. No, that's exactly what it is. It's like you cannot tell anybody except your spouse. You know, like, I don't know. Because some things are sacred. And like if and you know that if your partner said anything, you would be so upset. So you have to trust that yeah. your partner's gonna, not going to say anything. Yeah, I mean, I tell Drew, like, 80% of the gossip. <laughs> what gossip? If it's, like, like really gossip? bad, if it's really bad, or if, like, Drew will be very, Drew's a very judgy bee. He's a cat. And if it's, like, something that, like, I don't want him to change, like, his perspective on a person, then I, oh, then I don't I tell Oh, I see. Him. So if you found out something about me and you knew that Drew would judge me for it, you wouldn't tell him because you didn't want him yeah. to judge me. That's fair. That's yeah. completely Or if fair. it's, like, really, 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 really personal that, like, he just doesn't need to know. But if it's something. Yeah. Most of the time, Drew gets told all the all the hot goss. Will loves hot goss. Let me tell you, oh, yeah. Libras love gossip, and he loves <laughs> the hot. He is the person who like he likes to like stand back and back and watch the fire burn. So like he doesn't ever want to get his hands messy or like get involved, but he wants to hear all the gossip. So oh, I do tell yeah. him like pretty much everything. Like there's I can't think of really any secrets I have from him, nor would I want to keep secrets from him. But I could see what you're saying, Sarah. Like if it's completely irrelevant, you're not going to tell your partner because it's irrelevant. But in this case, mm-hmm. I do agree with Sean that like it's not OK to tell Topanga They've only been dating for a few months. Who knows who she'd tell? Um, And not only that, but it broke the trust between him and Sean. He asked you not to do something and you did exactly what he asked you not to do. Yeah, but it's not just that they're that Corey and Topanga are dating. Sean and Topanga have known each other for a really long time. And she kind of there. It's all it's almost a trio. I think y'all mentioned at times that would would Sean and Topanga hang out if Corey wasn't Mm -hmm. involved. Uh, But. Now that even though that Corey is involved and they're kind of a trio, they're still they're all three friends. Yeah. So th- the fact that sh- that Sean told Corey, it's almost like Topanga should get the uh, information just because she's part and of that triangle. You know what? I feel like Topanga would have given some solid advice in this situation as well. Yes. Like yep. I, I do think and, she would have no if she knew the full picture, she would have given yep. really great advice. I think I think maybe Claire doesn't like Topanga. <laughs> what? No basis for that at all. I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe Sean doesn't want to hear Topanga's advice. That's also true. Very that. Because what would happen yeah. is Corey and Topanga team up on Sean, and it's yep. two on against one. You know. Yeah. Um. Yep. But we're exactly. we're back at the Matthews house. It's Friday night, and poor Corey. He has no date with Topanga. He has no hangouts with Sean, and his poor family is having to suffer with him wanting to sing "Michael Row the Boat Ashore." <laughs> I hope this was in the public domain. I hope they didn't have to pay like pay out the nose pay out the nose for that song. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. Like that's that songwriter should pay them to <laughs> sing the song. Um and uh and obviously he's having issues and Alan of course turns to Eric cuz like you can't just talk to your son. You have to talk to his brother and be like what the hell's wrong with your brother? And he's like, "Oh." <laughs> I hate that shit. Like, don't, like, make me or have your sibling be like, what's wrong with blah, blah, blah. Go talk to him. You ask him. Yeah, so annoying. And it happens all the time. Um, Yeah. So Eric says that he has no idea. But as soon as he goes to talk to Corey, he, of course, knows what the deal is. And he's like, your Sean is rounding the bases and you're still chucking peanuts up in the stand. And Corey says, I'm not even getting peanuts. Um... So I feel like Eric gives some very solid advice, like especially for a season for Eric. Uh, He says that 
Um, you have to have these things come naturally. You can't rush them. And Corey gets frustrated because he's like, well, it comes naturally for like people like you and Sean, but not for me. And then like we get this story about like Eric's old friend, Mitchell David. And it was like an annoying story because I feel like it's a little <laughs> relevant, but I guess I guess it's OK. So long story short, a friend, he was a friend. They competed against each other so much so that um Mitchell David went too fast on the bike and uh, didn't have training wheels on it because they're competing and hurt himself um, so much so that he repeated the second grade 11 times or sixth grade 11. That's I don't know. That's a lot One of, of the times. Grades 11 times. Like 11 he needs times. to see help. Like stop making him repeat this grade. Get him help. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, never to see Mitchell David again. Uh, Cody, did you like this comparison? Was this like some solid advice? It seemed like a weird comparison. It probably would have been better if maybe it was one of Eric's friends that we're familiar with, like Jason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I can kind of see where he's coming from uh, on this. Like, hey, don't don't compare yourself. It's uh, it gets you in in bad in uh, bad shape. But what was the thing that he said? Um, uh, sex is like riding a bicycle. Yeah, without training wheels. <laughs> uh, yeah, you try sex before you're ready, and you're going to fall off and hurt your head, basically. <laughs> Which, like, at the core, it's good advice. And I'm happy to see Eric actually giving mature, real-life advice to Corey, because we really don't get that often. He's being a very good older brother here. Um, I feel like he could have used a better comparison, but that's fine. <laughs> um, Eric's not the best storyteller. No, he's trying. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like this is his best effort yeah. that we yeah. could possibly see. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, solid, ad- so- fine advice. Um. Sean comes in through the window, and he- apparently they're not beefing anymore. And um, you know, he apologizes for Claire, and like Sean kind of just like brushes off, you know, friends for life, whatever, whatever. And he's like, "Can I trust you?" And Corey's like, "You can trust me for anything." And he wants to bring Claire that night and at first Corey's like stop rubbing in my face but then um Sean tells him what's really happening and then this is where our um content warning comes in because we're going to get into some serious subject matter um Sean divulges that Claire's hiding out because her dad hits her and she's been going um place to place and sneaking out to try to avoid her family and um, the mom, his mom's not doing anything uh, because she's scared. Yeah. So this is why Claire has been staying with Sean because she sneaks out and goes to his place. But Sean's parents are coming home so she can't stay at his place that night. Yeah. Um, and right away, Corey says, you need to go to the cops. Mm-hmm. Um but Sean's reasoning is that no, the cops won't believe him, especially because the father is an established vice president at a bank. Yeah. And, and he, Sean calls himself like a trailer park kid. And to be fair to, to Sean, like he, he's had run ins with the cops, right? Like they know he's, you know, done cherry bombs and mailboxes and done things where he's and he stole uh, Turner's motorbike like he's gotten in trouble with the cops before he has no reason to really trust that they have they're going to believe him over a man who has like a very nice job he has a, a fa- like he's a family man to you know to outsiders um so he doesn't trust that 
that that the cops are going to actually help him at all or help Claire really. Um, and uh, then Corey, especially with Claire, um, not comfortable divulging yeah. her story yet. Yeah, exactly. And Corey says, you know, maybe we should, you know, talk to my parents. And Sean still doesn't like that as an answer. And eventually, uh, Corey acquiesces and said, you know, wait till my parents go to bed and and Claire can come over. And I do think that I do think Cody that this is like, I I think that Corey does the right thing in terms of like, okay, cops first. Sean shoots that down. Yep. And he, you know, yep. he, okay, maybe my parents, okay, Sean shoots that down. At least give her a place to stay and figure it out the next day. You know, push the problem off one more day. Yeah, but like, you know, he, Corey even mentions, hey, you can c- continue to push it off day after day after day, but the problem is still mm-hmm. there. Uh, we've got to find a way to fix the problem. And it was great that Corey had all these options of, hey, let's go to the police. Let's talk to my parents. Let's talk to some sort of adult, some sort of a authority mm-hmm. figure to figure out what's going on and how we can can get this fixed and prevent this from happening in the future. But Sean just wanted to continue to, to hide her out. But but you can't hide her out forever. No. And I think like that's that's the the, the crux of the issue. Right. So Corey ends up uh, getting letting Claire in. He has like a pillow and blanket downstairs for her. She said, don't worry, like, I'll be out before your parents are up. And she they have this really nice scene. She sees like the family photo on the mantle. She's like, they look like nice people. His house is really nice. Reminds her of her aunt's house that was filled with flowers. She would used to visit. It was in Vermont. Um, and we get this, it's really like tough scene where he wants to take her coat, but she doesn't want to give it up. And the reason being, she has this really nasty bruise on her, on her arm. Um, she says she walked into a door and, and Corey does the nice thing and he says, oh, I bump into doors all the time. Like, it's very obvious that he knows what's going on. Um, right. I thought at this point when she says, like, I know that, you know, like I can tell and she asked for a glass of milk. I thought that she was going to run off. I did too. I did too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But actually, when he comes back out, she falls asleep um, and he tucks her in and he puts the flowers near her head. That was so sweet. That tiny detail was like so perfect for this episode. Like her saying how much she loved the flowers at her aunt's house. And it just shows that like at the end of the day, Corey is a good person. He is a a solid person and he will do the right thing. Um, really awful, honestly, poor Claire, like, and you, you're kind of left wondering like, well, what, what does he do in this situation? He feels cornered. He he can't really do anything besides help Sean and keep her for the night. Um, and the next morning at school, Sean is like eager for an update on Claire. And Corey said, like, Cody, were saying, you know, it works for one night, but we can't move her from place to place. Um, and he asks Sean if he saw her arm, he wants to go to the police again, (laughs) Um, and, uh, Sean says, you know, he doesn't trust the cops. And and to be fair, like Corey does call Sean a criminal and he says the cops were doing their job when they arrested you, you were doing wrong things and they arrested you. Like they were doing the right thing, Cody, arresting Sean at the time. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, when you're, when you're in trouble there, the cops are there to maintain order, but they're also there to help you out. So if you're, if you're in trouble, then, then you need to talk to the police. But also, if you're getting into trouble, they're going to come yeah. after you. And I think the yeah. problem here is, like, just after the last year, right? Like, we're in 2021 now, knowing what we've seen over the past year. Um, maybe Claire wouldn't have issues. You know, young, white, pretty girl goes to the cops, <clears throat> has bruises all over herself, says her father has been doing this to her. Maybe her mom says, yes, that's true. Maybe her mom says, no, we, we don't know. 
I will say that not necessarily, because I'm thinking right to the Gabby Petito case, who had scratches on her, and she was a pretty young, blonde girl, Mm -hmm. and the cops that um, pulled her and Brian over, um, they They believed believed Brian Mm -hmm. over her, Mm -hmm. and they thought that she was the instigator of that fight, so not necessarily. It just shows you... And it, it's it, on the person. Yeah, it shows you that like what what Sean is saying like does have nuggets of truth. Like his backstory and what he has done obviously colors his opinion. But like yes, you can go to the cops and they might not help you. Like that's and that's a sad thing to say, but it is true. Um, so I do want to give like Sean a little bit of validation here that like yeah, it's a tough spot. I think knowing who to go to and the right person yeah. to go to in this case. Well, yeah. And then Claire comes in. She says, well, even if you do, I'll lie. So mm-hmm. then it's like, once again, um, and that I, I just going back to the Gabby Petito case, like she in that situation lied to the cops and the cops took it at face value. Mm-hmm. And like anybody would have like I don't know like a different cop would have taken the context clues and like seen how distressed she was and that she was lying about you know everything and it it just depends on like the person who you're going to to. yeah and this is why we need more mental health professionals in that line of work because you need to call them in sometimes they would have been able to see the distress the psychological implications of what she's saying Mm. um and Mm -hmm. who knows right like Honestly, with the Claire stuff, I think, okay, is she be is she able to hide all of these bruises at school? Did a teacher notice? Did another student notice? Like, what if somebody had noticed and just spoken up? You know what I mean? Like, you, you wonder yeah, these I'll, things. Yeah, I was getting ready to ask. Should they have gone to, like, Feeney or Turner or one of those? Yeah, they, they didn't trust even them, yeah. bring that up. Yeah, I think that that's a possibility. I think, I think whomever the trusted adult is, and I think who you go to in this situation, and I think for Claire, she doesn't – I mean, imagine her – position she doesn't trust adults for very good reason if her own father is doing this to her and her mom is like a, a victim as well and not saying anything not doing anything not getting them out of the situation it must be very hard for her to trust adults um so you can see you know the situation that she's in um and she she blames herself I mean as a lot of times victims do in this situation she says he has stress at work I get in his way at times really just really hard to hear really sad um, and, you know, Corey is pushing her and, you know, what he's doing to you is wrong. Like, he shouldn't be doing this to you. Um, but Corey relents and I'll unlock my door again tonight for you. And it's it's sad. Like, it, Cody, it's, it's a lot of, like, back and forth before we, you know, get to the right solution. Um, yeah. But it, it's hard. It's very hard to watch this episode, I think. It, it is. And, you know, she, she mentioned that she, you know, she was looking at the picture, looking at the photo of the family, that, that you know, Corey has a nice family. You know, what would have happened if she, the parents had come in while she was there? Would she have would she have left or would she have, you know, talked to them? Yeah. It seemed like she's, you know, she you say she has trouble, you know, respect, not respecting, but uh, trusting adults. It's very possible that she could have trusted Corey's yeah, parents absolutely but, but it's just hard it's it hard takes to know. the one yeah. person to say the right thing yeah. to her to feel that like yeah. that she can open up about it um but we go straight to to Sean's trailer uh, the next night and Corey is banging on his door and Claire shows up she has a black eye a busted up lip um she says she's fine it's not as bad as it looks but Sean is like devastated you know I should have been there uh, you know I should we should have done something um and Corey says you know you've been wrong this entire time um and Claire says oh I only need to last another year and a half until I'm at college like 
a year and a half like how, Sarah how like how, how do you if this is a daily thing how are you living a year it's in impossible the it's impossible I mean like she's in real danger at this point um you, you know it just takes the next time mm-hmm. for it to go a step too far I mean, he punches her she... in the face like you can no get... it is yeah. no I mean like a lethally yeah, yeah. go yeah. you know too far um so you know and and Sean's like that's not you know realistic and she gets defensive like you're against me too um so they basically say like you know it's not your fault like you didn't make him do this but you can't make it stop on your own um, and she's like, I didn't do anything to him. I didn't do anything at all. Um, why did he have me? So it's just, it's very heartbreaking. Um, it's it's just very painful to watch. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that they did a, the show did a good job. It's interesting that they took on this subject matter. Um, and I'm curious as to like, why like why do they feel like this was the story that they wanted to tell i appreciate it because it's something that we i you know we love boy meets worlds because they touch on heavier subjects i'm just curious like how i i appreciate it but i don't know like how they came i wish to this decision. i just wish that there was like more insight like how they decided to cover yeah. the subject matter is, is this when they were in the later time slot Ooh. Uh, probably. I maybe. mean, maybe this is it logistically. Maybe this is a, one of the reasons why they got shifted over to the nine thirty time slot. They started, yep. yeah, yep. getting into well because they're aging, right? And like we've yep. always said, the show ages with the audience in that way. Um, and they mm-hmm. wanted to get into heavier stuff. On one hand, I'm happy we didn't know much about Claire because hearing this about her would make it that much harder. Um, you yeah. know, like what she's going through and, and just the line of it's honestly like it's it's now that I know that she is the girl from Jurassic Park. It makes a lot of sense because there's a lot yeah. of riding on her acting performance being well done. The line of why did he have me and the fact that we go to a commercial break or what would have been a commercial break on that line. Like it really it's it's impactful. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm like very happy this episode of the show exists for, uh, teenagers to, to watch, to consume, to understand. Um, but it was, it was really, really hard to watch this one. Really heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're back at the Matthews, uh, Corey and Sean enter and, uh, Corey's trying to hide the pillows, but, uh, Alan and Amy are sitting right there. Um, and they ask if there's something they should know. And Corey says they were taking care of a friend who was being roughed up by her dad. And they know her name because she had accidentally left some, some homework at the house. Um, and uh, and Alan kind of takes charge and he says, you know, uh, we need to get her the right kind of help. Because they said, oh, we wanted to respect her wishes. And Alan says, there, no, there's nothing about respect here. You know, the only thing you respect is how to get her the kind of help she needs. Did you call the police? Um, no, they put her on a bus to Vermont to her aunt. Like, that's better than nothing. Um but Cody, like, what it what is to stop him from going to Vermont? If he wants to get his daughter back, he will. Yeah, I mean, he, there's any any number of ways that he could get her back. I mean, he's she is his daughter, so you know, there's legal action. There's actually going up there and and taking her, and maybe even I don't know if this is, you know, her aunt on her dad's side. Is it his sister? Yeah. Uh, you know, could could he inflict harm on her? Uh, so any number yep. of things that could happen that could, does her could aunt know she's really, coming? really make this turn bad. Like, yeah, does her aunt know? Yeah, that's right. And how did they afford the bus fare to, to, to Vermont? Yeah. Endless so. money. 
Yeah. Lots of money. Um, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's just in, any number of things can go wrong by them doing this. It is it is a, a way to get her away from this situation, but is it the right, right. way? And Alan, Alan yeah. says, you know, the distance isn't going to stop him. And Sean says he's going to go to the police. And Alan says, good, we'll drive you. Um, and Sean says, I, you know, I promised I would take care of Claire. And, and Alan says, now you really are. And like, you know, it's. I like that Alan is a little bit more um, like he, he has a little more tough love in this situation. You know, he says like he doesn't he doesn't like soften the blow at all. He's like, you're not helping her like this is what we need to do because it's a serious situation. And Sean has a lot of responsibility here, whether he likes it or not. He's the one who decided he was going to take on all of this. Right. He's the one who told Claire he would protect her. She's relying on him to help. She doesn't have a lot of people to turn to, it seems um so we get we get the after credits scene and we find out that Claire is really happy in Vermont she started at a new school apparently her dad is in a therapy program which I found interesting um we are in the 90s I feel like if this was made today he'd be in jail um not in a, a quote-unquote therapy program or maybe they'll meet again soon uh I don't know Sarah like what what did you think of this I thought it was strange I think that the show was trying to say that um, that so like Claire talks a lot about like how her dad like really does love her and it's not like like he hates her. So I feel as though like the show was focusing more on rehabilitation and that, um, you know, you get help. um, She'll get help, but then he'll get help for his anger as well and I don't know if it was trying to tell us that like there's legal repercussions more so than um that I don't know I I I don't logistically know how these types of things work but I think that I mean I'm I'm happy that we're they explain that he's getting help and you know I I honestly I think I mean, this goes back to my, uh, like, ideals on uh, our legal system in jail. And I fully believe that they're either as much as, like, you know, punishment is important, I guess. I feel like rehabilitation is more important. So, um, I don't know. I think it, it I, I don't know. That goes, that goes, like, very deep, doesn't it? Like, I, I'm not, like, a, no, I, it's I just, am no. It's just something uh, of note, I think, of, like, them yeah. saying he's in a therapy program versus um serving some type of jail time i mean i guess we don't know all of the ins and outs but like honestly you punch your kid once like yeah like does the mom um like uh you know make any charges against him i i'm not quite sure like i don't really know how this type of type of stuff works out but yeah and 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 in the 90s you know child services in the 90s was completely different than it is today i mean today they come and get the parents for every little thing that's that's done uh, I'm not saying, you know, what what happened back then was acceptable. It obviously was not acceptable, but it's it's it was nice. They kind of put a I'm gonna say a positive spin. That's yeah. a way to put it. That they're they're getting him help. Like you say, they're not they're not locking him away for 20 years. They're getting him help. Yeah. Uh, it's very possible maybe he even you know being a uh, you know a well off guy, a VP of the bank that he was able to get some sort of deal. Uh, yeah, that's that's a very so, realistic that's a good point. as well. I had not thought yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah, and especially Sarah, like you were saying, if the mom refuses to corroborate anything um mm-hmm. who who really knows granted she's a yeah. uh, the, the claire is a minor but 
Um, yeah, and yeah. I don't know if this is like a very like I don't know fifties mentality, but I'm sure like I know as like there's a element of like keeping it within the home yeah. so it's like you know it's like it's like home it's not public like, uh knowledge not, and, yeah i don't know yeah so i, I i'm i'm not excited and we are obviously sure. not experts like don't take anything we say to <laughs> yeah mean, guys like, like i i'm i literally pick pillows and fabrics yeah, for a none living. of us are like, legal I experts have zero criminal justice um, we're just trying to i understand. don't even watch law and order <laughs> we're just trying to understand like the differences between how this would have been today versus when it yeah. aired um right. and i do think it would be significantly different um but uh we, the ending is a bit I don't know. I, I'm trying to still figure out how I feel about the ending. Um, so we get uh, here we are again alone in your bedroom with Topanga and Corey. What about the grapes? I just like grapes. Um, and I do like Corey saying, you know, Claire had to grow up fast. I just like being 15 here with you. Kissing is good. I never want to abuse our relationship. I really love that just in general, like as a as something Corey says, like something that mm-hmm. isn't necessarily like needed to say but the fact that he says it is very important I think um I never want to abuse our relationship like and I think he views what he did previously as like almost an abuse of their relationship he made assumptions about what she was ready to do and she wasn't ready um and we get uh the funny moment of um the music playing and they have the nose the nose song again Cody what did you think about this ending did you think it ended like too cutely like too funny for the tone of the overall episode yeah i mean you had two things kind of going on here because you had topanga and Corey's relationship but then you also had claire's issues that were going yeah. on so it's almost like like they came full circle back around they wanted to kind of wrap up what what had happened earlier in the earlier part of the episode and and i i kind of liked it i mean you it's we had a serious issue here but we always kind of want to end the episode on a light note um, we don't really want to end it on, you know, uh, uh, you know, kind of on a, what's the word I'm looking for? We don't want to end it on a downbeat. We don't want to end it, you know, in a, in a sad, sad way. We want to end yeah. it on a, a, a light Friday night way, but yeah. then we're going to get, you know, they're going to do the PSA. Then they're going to say right. that we didn't get in Disney plus, Hey, yeah. you know, there's a hotline. You should call if anything's happening. But you know, I, I did like this. We kind of got the call back to ninth base. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, you know, let's, let's stick with the lead off, yeah. lead off at first. So I kind of like that. Yeah. Sarah, what do you think? Did you think it was a good way to end the episode? I think it makes sense for a sitcom for it to end then like going back to Law and Order like like it always ends like in a down yeah and you're usually always like yeah. that's it yeah. like yeah. it's like this is how we're ending and yeah. um and I feel as though with a '90s sitcom you expect it to at least end it with a lighter note um no matter what the content is um in regards to how I feel about like. What Corey um, expressed to Topanga, I think that's great. He respects Topanga. He loves Topanga and he respects their relationship and her boundaries. Um, And I think that he kind of learned a lesson um, to not push her into something that they're not ready for. Mm -hmm. However, I feel as though they stay in this lead off of first for a very long time. <laughs> so much so that by the time he really is ready to go home, she's still not going home. Yeah, uh, She freezes this uh, 
place uh, within the bases for quite a while. <laughs> I can't wait to get to that to get to that point. Well, not too not too long because uh, Riley. No. Don't they have Riley when they're like nineteen or something? Twenty. So I don't like know. when they eventually do get home, then they yeah. never stop going home. <laughs> That's usually but how it, it takes goes. such a such a long time to get there. Oh my god! Like they had to wait until their honeymoon. It's like come Ridiculous. on, Topanga. Yeah. Um, Come on. But I overall, I, I, I really liked this episode. I felt like storyline A and storyline B worked very well together on a yeah. single episode. Um, I think this is a very important episode. In fact, like, I think this is a very good episode that they should show in like, like, a, I'm trying to think maybe like a health class or something in school. Like, I feel like this would be a good episode to show kids for two, two very good reasons. I mean, kind of get two birds, one stone in one episode. I just think it's very, the only the only irresponsible thing I think is not having the content warning, not having the hotline at the end. I think like beyond but that's a Disney, that's plus a Disney thing. plus that's thing. Not a boy meets world. Exactly. Thing. I think overall it's a great, important episode of the show. And as tough as it is to cover, as tough as it is to talk about this, I think like it's something that should absolutely be talked about. Um, yeah. And the fact that we get it on the show in the nineties is really important. And is one of the reasons we're covering this show in the first place. Um, yeah. just yeah. because it is an important show. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And Jess, you're going to Disney in uh, some time. You can go to Mr. Mouse and bring it up to him. There you right? go. I'll just walk right in. Bring me the Mickey Mouse. Let me talk to him. I want to talk to that guy. <gasps> Let me talk to the man with <laughs> yeah. the ears. Oh, my he God. Has, Cody. Cody has a Mickey Mouse Cody's on his Cody's wearing hat. a Mickey Mouse hat. I didn't even notice. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, so I had, I had one final yes. question about this. So she carries around this one bag. Yeah, Claire. With all with with her books and her clothes and everything it's she very needs for the night, right? Okay. <laughs> Is that the question? That's the question. Yes. This, yeah, it's, she's not packing so, yeah, when, for the And she run. doesn't even yeah, when, carry when, it on when, her back. She's like always carrying no. it like in front of her, like yes. it's a purse. It's kind of strange. Well, that might be like to cover uh, she's hiding. a protective thing. She's hiding something. <gasps> so because of all this stuff that's happened, she's kind of hiding herself. This show is on another level. You're so right. <laughs> They're playing 4D chess. They really are. Swirls. You learn something new every episode. You're just like, I need to watch that again. Yeah. When when my wife travels somewhere, we're packing the car <laughs> to the brim, and she, you know, Claire's carrying around one bag with everything in it. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, we were talking earlier. It's like I'm definitely an overpacker. Yeah. She also like comes to Corey's house in like tights and a dress, and I was just like, damn girl, yes. like you dressed up for hanging out at home. <laughs> Uh, who knows? No pajamas. Although or now that I think about it, I wonder if the tights are another thing. Like she's covering up her legs. Mm-hmm. The show is just I'm so many sure. levels. Um, yeah. But once again, um, we'll include the hotlines yes, within the show in our bio in our show notes. Um, if you need help, please or someone you know, you know contact, needs help, like in the episode, or someone you know needs help. Like um, you know, go to somebody that you trust or go to the police Mm -hmm. and the Um, good news is i found that hotline and actually when i went onto the website um it does say like if someone is like monitoring your internet like there's a way to be able to do it or like wipe it so that people can't see it yeah private browsing yeah all yeah incognito all that stuff but private browsing is not just for online shopping when you're at work there you go (laughs) (laughs) um so we are going to get into the next episode after a quick ad break we will be right back Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. All right, let's get into 16 Candles and the 400-Pound Man. This is also another iconic episode, but for a completely different reason. Yeah, I've been waiting for this episode for a long time. <laughs> it is it is a good one. Um, we start off in Turner's class. Zaddy Turner with his hair all cut. Looks so good. He got a haircut. What yeah, in the I mean, world? He looked like he lost a little weight. He's got a new haircut. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm show- like season four. Like, who this? Yes. He was looking good. <laughs> Um, Corey is reading poetry and uh, Sean is of course sleeping across two desks like bold of you bro bold of you to put the desks together yeah you that takes some like construction to get that put together (laughs) and Turner didn't say anything when he was putting it together Turner just lets him sleep for like a good long while (laughs) yeah like I feel as though he gets away with a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. they acted like they were still he was still living at Turner's apartment yeah through through yeah Uh, get your butt out of bed and go to class. I don't want to go, Daddy. And he eventually, like, just like, you know what's interesting? The, the fact that his parents are away, and he, instead of like, he live, he's like living in the trailer on his own instead of like staying over at Turner's for like a week or so. It's weird. Um, I guess I just you know him. I never paid attention. Was it Chappelle last time that said the trailer is like human? Who was it last week? Oh, said, oh no, yeah. that was uh, Nicole. Uh, that was like Nicole. Well, yes, this, yes, this tra- yes. It's very wide. It's a it's a triple wide. Yes. it really is so yeah, wide. And yeah. then just just wait until like if only Nicole saw Frankie and Vader's trailer. Yep. Real big, <laughs> real big. He'd break that trailer, Vader, with how aggressive he is. Um, but, uh, so then we see Frankie in this class. And my question is, Frankie, how old are you? You were older. Frankie, you were supposed Frankie's to be older. 25. Yes. yes I have that and as well. How class? is he in their class? And he's like advanced. Yeah. He knows everything. So if anything, yes. he he's, like, certainly didn't stay back. <laughs> it's yeah. very I, Should he be in AP English? He really should be Probably. in it, right? Can you imagine? Yeah. Like, he probably had no idea his potential. He deserves to be in AP English. He does. English. Harley was holding him yes, back. He was. So oh, was absolutely. Joey. Joey sucks. Joey yeah. was holding him. That's right. Oh, thank um, God we got rid of Joey. I know. I'm happy to just have Frankie because I, I truly love Frankie. Um, Frankie says, uh, sometimes we love and though it seems the object of our love is within reach, we must keep reaching. And that is his observation on the on the poem. Outstanding job, Frankie. You go. Good job, Frankie. Um, and Frankie says the poem hits too close to home. 
Um, and the uh, Sean and Corey both think that uh, he's been struck by Cupid's arrow. Um, and uh, then we have like an arrangement made. So they have a negotiation. You help us with poetry and we'll help you with love. Have we been here before? This has happened before. This has been a plot line, Cody, that we have covered. <laughs> it, it does sound familiar. I can't put my finger on it. But so uh, we're yeah, we've been here before. Of- yeah. Yeah, we're thinking of when Frankie has a crush on Harley's yeah. girlfriend. That's what it is. And yes. he asks the boys for help on how to get the girlfriend. Right, and they the agreement is that he won't beat them up if if yes. they help him. Yeah. So different so arrangements. This agreement's like a little bit more civil. Now it's like I'll help you with your poetry, you'll help me get a girl. Yeah. Well, no, fine. Uh not even. No. no just they like, think help me with my yeah. love situation. Yeah. Um, I, I like this arrangement a lot more. I love Frankie as a character. Um, we get to Frankie's house, which is, again, very massive. Um, and uh, we see Frankie trying to show his dad a poetry book, but his dad is, like, very disappointed. He says, you could have been something. Um, and uh, we have little, uh, what's his, oh, my God, what's his brother's name? Herman. 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 I love Herman. I forgot we got to see him again. more Herman this episode. Yeah. I was, Sarah, remember the episode where we saw him for the first time and I was just in love with Herman. And then like, I was like, I don't want to lose Herman. And we got to see him again. And I was very excited. (laughs) Yeah. He's a very squishy baby. Like, yeah, Herman, (laughs) Herman is trying to um, be the, you know, carry the wrestling name for the family, but he just has to work on his bark uh, because that is a Vader classic. Yeah. Instead of the, he goes, woof, woof. I thought it was adorable. My barking must improve. Um, I just. I I love how eloquent they all speak. Yeah. It's yeah. it's such a unique and like endearing feature mm-hmm. for um this this group of people to have that it's like oh they speak as though they're writing poetry and sonnets um, yeah. however they're like big burly people that want to beat you up it's <laughs> it's a very cute and interesting touch um, the dad recognizes Corey and is saying, I remember you. You're a bad influence on my son. Um, but Corey, you know, does a wrestling reference and he's like, I like you. I like this boy. Why can't you be like this boy to mm-hmm. Frankie? Terrible. Um, yeah. yeah. And then Corey realizes that it is not a girl that um, there was some unrequited love. It's actually his father. Um, Sean doesn't catch on as quickly. Right, Cody? Uh, no, he thinks no. it's uh, a girlfriend. I didn't write down the name, but he it thinks it's a Amy girl. Amy Lee Reynolds. Uh, yes. Of course she's got three names. Of course she does. Uh, yes. <laughs> or is it two first names? <laughs> and uh, Yeah, I love Corey flicking it, him. That was just... Yeah. Flicking is like a very 90s thing in my opinion. No one flicks anything anymore. No. <laughs> oh, no. You can get trouble for that these days. <laughs> I never flick. No, you're not supposed to anymore. <laughs> back Back in my day, we got a lot of ear flicks. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should try that. Um and uh yeah, so this is when so they realize it's uh it's his father. Um and we're back at school and Topanga is giving Corey her sweet sixteen party invitation. She says, Please come. It doesn't mean a lot to me, but it means a lot to my mother. Lies, Topanga, lies. This is not accurate. <laughs> it does mean a lot to you. <laughs> I it, I mean, in my opinion, if you're the boyfriend, then you don't get an option to say yes or That's no. That's how I felt, too. 
Cody. I don't know, Cody. How you do you us. feel? Well, I think it's it's an understood. You're you're asking, but it's an obvious yes. I mean, you're you're not you're never going to say no. You but, can't uh, say no. You can't say no. But the girl is obviously still going to ask. They're not going to say it's an expectation that they're going to be there I mean, because they they want to make they want to think that the boy wants to be there. True, but also I'm also like yeah, we're I'm having a sweet sixteen. It's on this day, like it's yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, do you think they're her parents? I mean, uh, what's the dad's name? Jedediah. Um, Jedediah. You think Jedediah's Jedediah. planning a Sweet Sixteen party? Probably. He's like, oh, I gotta invite all my monkeys friends to the <laughs> oh Sweet Sixteen gosh. party. Is, is is he making her a guitar? <gasps> oh, I'm oh, sure. that would be a cool gift. I'm sure yes. that would be that would be an awesome gift. We don't know. We've never met. Topanga's mom, have no, we? No, we haven't. I don't know which anything yeah. what she's like beyond like. I don't know. She called her by anything. her first name like back in season one. I f- yeah, I forget I Chloe. Maybe Jedi and, and Chloe. Chloe sounds right. I think that's true. Um, um, so yeah, he says, um, "Am I your boyfriend?" She goes, "Yes, you are." Then I'll be there. Um, and then he he goes, "When I'm on my game, no one can touch me." Yes. Um, okay, Corey. Um, but we are. Uh, he's he's all he's always off his game. Always. Oh, Terminally oh yeah, off I've his never game. seen Corey on his game. Yeah. Um, and we have uh, a nice little tutoring session with Frankie. Uh, Frankie says you have to put your mind in the mind of the poet, a quiet place, a reflective place. And in barges, freaking Vader. He has a rematch with Jake the Snake Wolf. Jeez <laughs> <It's like, laughs> Louise. Um, and so he says, you have to, a place where you can see what the poet sees, feel what the poet feels. Um, and then Corey says, well, you know, so they, they start talking to his father about wrestling and they said, oh, that's what we'll do. We'll help you because they're giving Vader or Corey mainly is giving Vader advice on how to like do better at wrestling. Cody, tell me how this makes any sense that a teenage boy is giving wrestling advice to a wrestler who has wrestled for like God knows how long. Sometimes when you're inside the program, you don't really see the bigger picture yeah. and you need that outside influence that's giving, giving a fresh perspective on something. Uh, you know, if you're if you're in a relationship, you don't talk to the people directly. You want someone on the outside to say, OK, here's what I'm seeing and here's what you need to do. So I, th- yeah. I think it I think it uh, flies. I think yeah. it's okay. you need advisors. That's fair. Yeah. You need your advisors. That's right. That's fair. Um, but so they say, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. Give, tell him the Vader bomb. He's setting it up too slowly. And Vader, I knew something was wrong with the bomb. Good boy, Frankie. Does it, Sarah, does it bother you how he always calls Frankie a good boy? No. <laughs> well, they're, they do their dog wolf. So wolf. It, Yes. I've never even considered that to be weird. No, I just think it's like he's talking to him like he's a dog. I don't know. I don't say good boy to people beyond my dog. <laughs> I, um, I, uh, I, do you say good I don't boy? Know. You don't tell your husband good boy? I say you're good bun. <laughs> that is their pet name for those who are yeah, that's me and my Yeah, that's our pet name for each other, buns. Buns. So I'm like, we always say that we're good buns. <laughs> And then I, sometimes we're like, are you a good bun? And he goes, yeah, I'm a good bun. <laughs> I don't know. This is what we do. I mean, I guess it's if it's like if both people are fine with it. Great. Fine. Whatever. I just view it as a little strange because it to me, it reads very like um, and it's I'm sure you don't have the intention of this, but it reads very like um, 
childish, like very like, who's a good boy? You know what I mean? Like it, 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 it reads very strange. Yeah. I also uh-huh. say that too. I also ask who's a good boy to, to your my fiance. boy, to my dog. <laughs> oh, to your dog. Okay, <laughs> well, you know, surely you have nieces and nephews that you call them by pet names. Uh, I do have nieces and nephews, um, but I've only met them a few times. So... I don't, I, I don't, <laughs> but I'm also, I just don't have a lot of kids in my life, so. What do you, okay. what kind of pet names do you call your nieces and nephews? Well, I mean, I don't know if, uh, so you can call them, you know, like princess or, oh. good, you know, buddy. Okay, I can or, do that. You know, things like I, that. I, so, I, I do like a bud. Hey, hey bud. Yes. So, you know, as they get older, then you can t- continue to call them that because that's kind of your relationship with them. And even though you get older, they still appreciate it. Yeah. So. I could, I could see that you know Frankie from a young child, uh, Vader called him good boy the whole yeah. time, and that's just Frankie's. Uh, and we pet do name. get a cute hug between father and yeah. son, very yeah. cute. Um, I I did find it weird that Vader all of a sudden you know Frankie gives him one tip and Vader, you know, flips like. He wasn't surprised at all that Frankie yeah. all of a sudden came yeah. with this. He's just been sitting on that forever. That's what it is. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. so we're at- he gets the invite to uh, to be matched or ringside yes. as well. So we're at school. And I'm sorry, Frankie with a spring in his step gives me the most joy. Like, yeah. he just is giddy. And I Very jaunty. It. He's jaunty. I love it. I love a jaunty Frankie. I just, I need it as a gift in my life. Like, someone needs to gift that because it's so cute. And as much as the last episode kind of brought me down and made me a little sad, this episode was like so cute with Frankie. I just love Frankie so much. It brought you up. Yeah, it brought me up. Did did he need the sweater around his neck again? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Frankie skipping is is what we need. So cute. Um, So he's earned the love of his father. And now, like, they're talking about wrestling but at least they're talking mm-hmm. and he's like tomorrow night's like the big night um you know there's the big fight and i need you there and um sean points out that like you can't go tomorrow it's topanga's party and frankie's like well i i need you there this is like without i walk alone along alone i walk no father among me with a fa- without a father, I am. And then Corey agrees to be there because he has a good heart. And Sean's like, Topanga's going to hate you. You messed up, man. And he's like, no, like Topanga's not like every other woman. Um, I bet you a buck she's not going to flip out. Now, of course, Topanga's going to flip out if you don't go to her sweet 16, Corey. You're screwed, dude. Yeah, like there's no <laughs> world in which Corey is getting away with this. I don't know why he even thinks that this is like an option, Cody. Like it doesn't make sense to me on any level, really. Like it's your it doesn't matter if it's their 16th. Like it's your girlfriend's birthday party. Like how are you going to get out of going to this? Yeah, Corey has a good heart and he likes to please everybody. So he he's trying to figure out how he can do both. You're right that the. The, the girlfriend, the, the significant other, always takes precedence over anything else. But because Corey's the way that he is, he tries to do, he tries to do everything. Yep. Yeah, he can't help it. He has a, he has a bleeding heart. He can't help. Um, and so he goes to talk to Topanga and she goes, I'll just die. I'll just die. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so, you know, they, we have to dance at the party together. My parents danced at 
my mom's sweet 16. And so it's very important to her. And so he's like, am I your boyfriend? Of course I'll be there. And he has to pay Sean money. Um, Here's the thing. Most people don't meet by the time they're 16. So, like, I don't understand why this is, like, the biggest deal of all time that they have to dance to, like, this specific song. But, like, you do you, Topanga. She, she is... She is set on this. This needs to happen. Um, I I have friends that met in high school and are still married wild. to this day. Absolutely that's wild. beautiful. I mean, it's very nice. My parents are that way too. Yeah, but I still think it's wild that that still happens. <laughs> yes, it's like so many people in the world. Yeah, I was a senior in uh, high school when I met Drew. You all are wild people. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I only met my husband like wild, sad. Four, I don't no, know. Three years ago, four years, almost four years ago. That was a long time. It's not that long ago compared to some people. Different strokes for different folks. That's what they say. Uh, yeah. So we are back at the Matthews residence and uh, Corey is having a conversation with Sean. He's very upset. Why does this happen to me? And Sean says, because you're a good guy. These things happen to good guys. But I, I love Sean's solution here. This is my favorite um, Sean situation that I think has ever happened on the show. Like his solution to this is hysterical. That he has a VHS <laughs> children vhs we talked about this earlier um of <laughs> video home there you system. Go. of this yes. one episode of the, of the flintstones. flintstones and this is a this <laughs> is like a very common trope on shows right like there's always a trope of like gotta be in two places at once what am i gonna do but i just love the image of sean extending the metal pointer and like pointing it at the television cody to be like do you see fred you're fred i'm barney yep yep <laughs> <laughs> i love the metal pointer it's very cute Dude, I used to have like a broken off antenna from like a TV. Um, oh, kids, there used to be antennas on TVs. Um, and it was like broken off. I don't even know where I got this. I used to play with it as a pointer all the time. That shit was everything to me. I would point at everything. I want a pointer right now, too. Now they have laser pointers. Not as good as a retractable metal pointer. Where can I get one? Uh, Amazon? Let's let's take a look. <laughs> That's a solution for everything. Either that or eBay. What would I do with so, the metal pointer? I don't know, so, but I want it. So what? So not long ago, you all just covered a movie where someone had to be in two places at one time. Yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire. We don't. I don't even no, remember what Doubtfire. the movie is. <laughs> is it Mrs. Doubtfire? Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh yeah, because yes. it's such Robin a common trope. Just... Like this is the thing yes, that happens. Yes. But I feel like the Flintstones yes. has to be one of like. It's not the first. There's so many other shows. Yeah. But like. So actually, I found I found a site called tvtropes.org. Oh, look and at Cody. Way more prepared called, than we ever are for our own so podcast. So there's a site called two, two time, or a, there's a page called Two Timer Date. There is a community episode that did this. Oh, yeah. No, no. I've seen that episode. Of course. I know exactly okay. what that episode is. Yeah. So there's there's tons and tons of, of, of shows on here that talk about this. this but I want to know, does it say which is like the first, right? Are they organized chronologically? Do we know what the first no. episode is like that ever did it? No, they're they're, they're kind of grouped yeah. by, you know, like, like uh, animation and live uh, action. And I feel like like thing, so. I Love Lucy or like um or like uh Three's Company. Like, I could easily see one of those shows doing this. Um, yeah. But that's funny. Uh, yeah, so he has, watch Fred's technique. A simple costume change and he fools everyone. Uh, apparently, Topanga Sweet 16, did I hear this right? A 16th of a mile away? Or a sixth of a mile away? It doesn't matter. It's still ridiculously close. Are three, they next door? Three sixteenths of a mile Queen away. Who does measurements like that? Three sixteenths of a, what? <laughs> what? Say feet by that point. 
<laughs> so yards. It, so it's so it's literally next door to where they're doing. It has to be the the wrestling match because I mean they're doing the wrestling match in a giant, giant theater. coliseum. Yeah. yeah. What? Oh, three tenths. Three tenths. My apologies. Why are we even I, measuring my, at that my, point? Just say it's next my door. My fractions are are all off. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But apparently, Sean says that you only can spend seventy five seconds at each place. Because that's what they did in the Flintstones, and Corey's like, "Oh, it's compressed. This is like, um, real time." And he's like, "Trust me, it's not." Wink, wink, nod, nod. Right? Like, it's a twenty-two minute episode I on television. That. We re- we really do have seventy-five seconds to only spend at each place. They're getting meta. Yeah. So then we go to this giant col- coliseum, this wrestling match. So many people. This is like obviously a huge fight. Vader comes in with the music. Well, wait, first. What? The announcer guy. What? Oh. Cody, why is his face painted red? I don't think his face is painted red. I think it it's I think it's because he's like yelling and he's I like mean, his face actually like turned red. It was very <laughs> red. It was very yes. red. That's like yeah. when kids are allergic to tomatoes and their face turns <laughs> yeah, so it was red terrifying. when they eat I was like, get this man yeah. to a hospital or like give him a wipe. What's going on? Yeah, I I think he's just been yelling so much and he's so excited and he's like out of breath, so his face like I've never red. been that excited in my entire life. I haven't. My face has anything. not looked like that. It's also possible he was out in the sun too long. I also think he needs blood pressure medication because my dad, before he started taking blood pressure medication, his face kind of looked like that. And then he took the blood pressure medication and his face wasn't red all the time. (laughs) Just saying. But yeah, we're in Madison Square. No, apparently if he wins, he'll get to go to Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Yes. It's a big deal. This is a step before. Also, okay, wait, first we need to like, before we get into all of this, I need to know. Um, Sarah, were you ever into wrestling like as a child? Did you ever watch? Mm, I, I think I know the answer. Never. Okay, I didn't think so. Me neither. My my neighbor was like really into it, so I know who Jake the Snake is. I actually like recognized that name. Okay. I know. I uh, remember yep. like, can you smell what the Rock is cooking? Like, I remember that being like a big thing. And there was like something with Stone Cold Steve Austin. He had a he had a poster. Um, why is this triggering memories for Austin, me? Austin Austin three sixteen. He had. I, I don't know what that is, but okay. he had the poster and it took up his entire door. Like I think it was like life size or something. Um, very strange. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. But Cody, were were you like a, a, a wrestling guy in the nineties? Uh, not the nineties. I was more of an eighties wrestling fan. So I was like Hulk Hogan and you know early early edition uh, uh, WWF wrestling. Uh, so by the time we'd gotten to this point, I was kind of mm-hmm. out of my wrestling phase. But uh, Jake the Snake was kind of a leftover from. Uh, my time of watching uh, wrestling, but uh, so I, I remember him, and there's some other ones that were probably about ten years. Didn't Hulk Hogan have like a I, catchphrase too? They all did, didn't they? Gosh, I uh, probably, yeah. And then he, you know, he went away, and then he came back. He had a freaking reality television show. I remember watching that. God, I must have been bored to watch that. Um, <laughs> trying to remember what his stupid catchphrase is. Um, but yeah. So the and the thing is, is Sarah, the thing that gets me yeah. about this whole situation. Yes. This announcer is obsessed with Corey and Sean. Who gives a fuck about the children? That what what? Yeah, they're a bunch of nobodies, but apparently they are uh, very interested in what Frankie is doing and Corey and Sean. Um so they are in the ring with them all. They're ta- Corey and Sean are taunting Jake the Snake. Um Corey and Sean run from the snake. 
I I mean, it seemed like a respectable cobra. It's a big snake. A respectable <laughs> cobra. Well, it it's a python. I love snakes. Sarah loves and snakes, snake and yet she stories. knows nothing about them. I love snakes. Oh wait, Cody, do you have any snake I mean, stories? I know that was going to be the next. I know. No, I don't have any. If you snake have stories. snake stories, please send them in because Sarah loves them. I love snake okay. stories. I will keep that. I will. My wife's not a fan of snakes, <laughs> but that's about it. So I love snakes. I would you have, pet a snake? I, I talk about this all the. Yeah, I would. I would pet a snake. It's a very surprising uh, would, thing about you, to be honest. Remember, Tofu the snake. He's my favorite snake. Yeah, you isn't this a snake you follow on Instagram or something? Yeah, he's so cute. <laughs> a weird thing to do. I love snakes, but I hate mice. I'm like terrified Tell of mice. Tell me how this makes any sense to anybody. Well, I think it kind of makes sense because you feed mice to snakes. So I'm terrified of mice. The other day I had to release one. I was literally, I'm, I'm, I wish <laughs> I was joking. I was time. gagging gagging and almost I'm trying to give her advice on what to do as she's gagging while trying to release a mouse outside and I was like try putting like a lozenge in your mouth I don't remember what I said I was I cried I screamed it was horrible I hate mice but if I found a snake I'd be like oh hi tofu like (laughs) I think it would all depend on the snake for me yeah, the cobra. It's yeah. not a cobra. You said it's snake. a python. This, this is a python. It's a big yes. ass okay. snake. How do you know so much about identifying snakes if you're if you don't have any snake stories? Uh, the Boy Meets Wiki article helped me out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> scams, scams. Cody is Research. Research. Cody is prepared. Research. He's way more prepared than we ever are, so we can't shame him. Um, and, I, and it kind of makes sense that they would use a you know that he would use a python. They're usually more relaxed you don't want something that's gonna like snap at yeah, you you, you don't, don't want like a, a snapping type snake you know yeah, in you, the, don't die. you don't want one of those loose this this one's probably also been drugged a little bit yeah. kind of oh, that's a snake. Um, this snake looks very much like britney spears it snake. did do you think that's the same <laughs> snake actor maybe could be yes. yeah i th- yeah i want to i want to see that snake's imdb oh my God. might be a uh, long generation uh, lineage <laughs> of uh celebrity snakes yeah, <laughs> celebrity yeah. snakes. Um, okay, so yeah, so um, God, we get wrestling. Who cares about wrestling? Honestly? And no they're like, oh, we have to go. <laughs> so then Corey changes into a suit, and then he he goes. His line of the episode: He finds Topanga. He goes, "There you are. I couldn't find you." And she <laughs> says, "It means so much that you're here. Um, I can't wait till we share our special dance." And Corey is right away told by Sean, um, like time's running up. So he brings her to the aunt. Um, her aunt Ruthie everyone's back to the wrestling match um, where Vader's having a hard time so he does a tip and it works and then he has to switch back to the party yes um, <laughs> I have so many issues with this please please talk about this Cody so, okay so they're running back and forth between these two locations they're going to be hot and sweaty yeah they they completely changed their outfit. I mean, you got to put a dress shirt yeah. on, full on tie, dress pants, shoes. Uh, I mean, it, it takes it'll take 15, 15, 20 minutes just to get changed. Yeah, uh, it's a flawed system. So it's just, it's a very, very, very flawed system. Yes. Yes. And uh, then we get like back to the wrestling match. Vader is getting absolutely pummeled. Um, his father isn't looking good against Jake the Snake, and Frankie is really concerned. 
um, their advice like isn't working out. And Corey says, watch out for the DDT. Like, okay. Also, there's so many things. There's so many things. First of all, the announcer says the DDT is coming. Corey didn't do shit here. Yes. There's no helpfulness happening. Yeah. If Vader were just to listen to the announcer, he'd kind of know what's going on, right? Yes. Y- yeah, you would and think. And on top of that, <laughs> I hate to break it to you, dear listeners. I hate to do this to you, but I'm going to do it anyway. Wrestling isn't real. It's not real. Boxing is real. Wrestling is not real. This is all choreographed. Have you seen Glow? I have. I know wrestling is not real. The, the wrestling fans will say, yes, it's real, but it's also scripted. <gasps> exactly. So we know, they yes. know who's going to win. So there's nothing at stake here. Yes. It's ridiculous. I love this episode. But that, I was like, what, what, is, what are we doing? But can they go rogue and like just... No, over- no because it's no, all choreographed. They- you could hurt somebody yes, if you're not going you by could, the choreography, yeah. basically. Have you seen Glow? It's such a pointless sport. I'd love Glow. It's it's entertainment. It's like it's why it's called World Wrestling. Exactly. It's all about like yeah. the costumes and the music yes. and all the buzz. By the way, I did remember the, um, the whole yeah. Hogan's thing, and it was like, oh yeah, brother. Like yeah. that was his like signature thing, and I knew I knew it somewhere in the back of my head. Um, it's it's like watching any other type of scripted television. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But then don't don't yeah. lie to me. Like I know what the deal is. Um, but they have to leave again because they have to go change for 20 minutes back to the sweet 16. And of course, Corey almost forgets the stupid Vader mask that is literally like sucking his face in. Um, and, uh, Topanga's like, they're getting punched. Where have you been? I've been back and forth 20 times looking for you. Here we go again, Sarah. Same excuse as last time. Yeah. And, um, and he's like, I just like, I'm ready for that special dance. And she's like, I'm going to go ask the DJ. And then it gets to the point where it's like she's going to the DJ and Sean rushes them out um, because the snake is getting taken out of the bag and the, they leave. And just as the song's starting now, if they only stayed for 75 more seconds, then they could have had the dance that Topanga really, really wanted to have. And then she wouldn't have been. Well, she would have been mad, but she at least would have had the dance when she wanted yeah. to have the dance. It's so dumb. And it's like. She was literally going to the DJ. She's the sweet 16 how are girl. You, how do you possibly think you're going to get it? Here's, here's the situation. Here is how you fix this, okay? Wear a suit with a Vader mask. Or wear a suit jacket over the Vader shirt. Cut mm-hmm. out the changing time. You don't disappoint anybody. Because guess what? You have the three minutes to dance to the dumb song. And you don't have to spend those three minutes changing completely to go changing. to something else. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I never envisioned that he was stripping down to his skivvies and like and he's finding the a bathroom to do this in. That does take up time. Yes, yeah. and, and 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 you know how long it takes to get out of a coliseum. Yeah, yeah. a long time. And, he, and like a and lot he's got to get back in. Frankie yes. and Vader don't give a flying fuck what you're wearing. Topanga does. Wear the suit. Yes. Put the Vader the mask suit the on and off. Problem yeah. solved. You're welcome. Yeah, I fixed the I fixed the issue for you. I mean, I mean, the issue is that uh, he's a dumb dumb, and yes. he yes. should just stick to his prior commitments. Yeah. But instead of studying the Flintstones at the beginning, uh, Corey could have taught Sean wrestling, and then Sean could have uh, gone yeah, to wrestling match. that would have been a good use we of time as well. All offering very valid <laughs> solutions to this. Yeah. Um. And. And then you can have time to go on Amazon.com and get a pointer for $5.98. <laughs> Wonderful. Amazing. Yeah. 
Uh, Topanga is left alone while Horrible. All, all of her cousins and family members are dancing in pairs except her and she has to just be sad because she gets no dance and the song is like the Sweet 16 song it's like happy birthday it's your Sweet 16 um, wow that was a okay. great rendition thank you uh, <laughs> thank you and then blah blah more wrestling tips blah blah Vader is out of the ring oh no and Corey is out of ideas and Frankie says I have no ideas but I love you and no matter the outcome of the match you'll always be the champion of my heart so and that was enough to make Vader go I'm gonna do this for my son Vader bomb. Ruff, ruff. <laughs> Where's Herman in all this? Why is it Herman down yeah. there? Yeah, Herman. They would have appreciated get the, the boot. Couple yes. I think Herman got the the boot. It's like Vader only has enough uh, space in his heart for one favorite son at a time. <laughs> Herman, you're out. You're tagged out of the match, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Corey and Sean are celebrating, and then they're like, "Oh no, I have to go." And okay, all right, I have questions because like. How long is this? Like a wrestling match is like fairly quick, yes. right? Yes, these probably last. Uh, I'm gonna say maybe at max ten minutes. Yeah, that was but the quickest sixteenth birthday party I've ever fucking seen in my entire life. Yeah. Oh, the quickest. I well, I, I guess it was like really. Yeah, he should very have been able short. to like go to the party, be like Topanga. I'll be back in ten minutes. I gotta go to this match. It's right next door. I, you're, you're. I know you said I couldn't go, but it's only ten minutes, and it's it's right next door. Frankie really needs me. Boom, outies match. Boom, back dance party done. Like it doesn't make any sense that this wrestling match is like. How long is a sweet sixteen party? Like three hours. Like, damn Vader, yeah. you got some stamina. <laughs> Makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very I'm getting quick about these like tiny, tiny things. They're very big things, to be honest. In an episode of Boy Meets World, a show that aired so long ago. But Cody, I'm right, right? Tell me I'm right. Yes. Yes, you are you are right. I, I was thinking the same thing. How long is this match? Because it's it, they're usually only like 10, it's either, 10 minutes at most. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's either a very, very long match or a very, yeah. very short, short party. 10-minute <laughs> party. Um, they're, yeah. they're, they're time traveling. There's like some time crunch that happens between the See, two. this is where they should have had it be farther apart. Because then it would make a little... Oh, no, I guess then he'd leave and then the match would be over. Um, but Topanga catches him because she's all alone at this nobody's there at the party anymore the party's over and everyone left at the party not even jedediah and chloe stayed at the party um how was the fight going she sees the replay on television hi sean he's still hiding behind that bush in the back corner why wasn't sean invited to the sweet 16 he does say thank you for inviting me but she when was the invite Sean knows that Corey's in trouble and he didn't want to be out there to help his buddy like i'm out skis you you're you got this right um right. and uh and why is why are they watching a wrestling match during the party no one knows <laughs> yeah don't turn on a wrestling match at my wedding yeah. i would literally murder you i mean i hear of people like turning on like football games and like watching those in the corner but yeah. they don't really have it on the is main someone tv have the audacity the... to be like i'm gonna watch some wrestling during your party like leave the party get out <laughs> what's wrong with you yeah um but maybe they need one of those little portable tvs with the antenna on <laughs> yes it. yes uh, so Topanga says, uh, I, you know how important this was to me. I've been wrestling with how you could have possibly left me alone. I know you have a good reason. Um, and uh, and yeah, he does. He does have a good reason. You know, Frankie needed him. And then they look at the TV screen and, you know, Frankie and Vader are bonding. Um, and Sean, being the creepo that he is, is standing like three feet behind them all. 
And he's just like, oh, well, Frankie owes you a favor. Um, and they end up dancing in the middle of this wrestling ring. Like, who gets the mm-hmm. hookup here? Is it Vader who hooks them up? I don't even know. I know, but is this even something that Topanga would want? I mean, it's a pretty big stage. It's pretty cool, I guess. So they played I mean, the Sweet 16 the- song at the ring. Yeah, Sarah, can I get another rendition of that? Sweet 16, <laughs> it's your birthday. Um, I'm not sure that's correct. <laughs> yeah, that's happy not the birthday. Uh, it's your sweet sixteen or something. Oh like yeah, that. that sounds better. That that's, sounds that's not accurate, but that's at least song. closer. I mean, I told that's you much, much closer. I told you ever since I got my parathyroid, I lost my silicone. Oh, is that my what it is? Thyroid removed. Then she I can't lost all my skin. All of her record deals out the window. Yeah, it's really tragic. <laughs> so many of them. Uh yeah uh I don't I didn't I honestly I don't even remember the tune. How do you of the not song know that all. song? I feel like I've heard it a lot of times. I remember the song. I just can't remember the tune of it. Yeah, so they dance together. Sean and Frankie are eating popcorn and watching them, like and creeps. they <laughs> they say, um, uh, two in the ring. How many rounds do you think they'll go? And Sean says, those two, oh, they're going to go the distance. That's cute. Very cute. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, it has to be after like midnight. Oh, it's so late. It's so late. I mean, late. everyone has cleared out. Oh, yeah. This is this is like a, a, a long, a long day. Um, end credit scene. We get Frankie and he... Um, I don't know. He he his dad is accepting that he doesn't want to be a wrestler. Like he, your pappy. Yes. Um, <laughs> but he has a new move called the Vader Salt, and um, he's going to do the Vader Salt. Meanwhile, Sean and I mean Corey and Topanga are still dancing, and she's like, "When I'm in your arms, I feel safe." He's like, "I won't let anything happen to you." Um, actually, move one step to the left as Vader comes down and does the uh, the Vader salt. Yeah, lovely, lovely, groundbreaking, never seen before. Um, and we get a yeah, Dad, and a all right, son. So a, a nice little ending for. Frankie Invader. Um, very sweet. Um, my one fun fact is that this is the first of only four episodes where Will Friedle as Eric Matthews does not appear. Oh. Did we miss him? Uh, I missed him. Maybe. I think so. I think yeah. that like the episode, this episode had a lot. So like I didn't really feel his absence. Yeah. Um, you didn't even think about him, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I gotta be honest. I didn't. Yeah. But I, you're like, I, who? I saw him in the last episode. It's fine. Who? Yes, yeah, so we had no Eric. We had no Alan or Amy. Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. Who? We haven't seen Morgan in oh, a few weeks. What's a Morgan? Freaking lack of Morgan. You know what? She had her moment. She had her uh, her loser yeah. freak moment. That was all we she needed. got to sing, and that's all she gets. That's, that's all she wrote. Yeah. Um, I, I like this episode. I think this is a very fun play. I like the fact that they call out that this has been done before in television. I, I like that they're a little bit meta about it. I, I think it's yeah. really, it's just a fun, uh, fun callback to all those other shows that have done this. Yeah, they even pointed out when they were watching the Flintstones that the Flintstones is TV, but what they're doing is real life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, this is. <laughs> this is the real life. I think that this is like a top 15 Boy Meets World episode. Wow. It's pretty high. I think so. Okay. I wouldn't. I don't know if I would 
say for sure top 10. That's why I said top 15, which is a really weird um, number. But, you know, I don't like I, disagree because I think that I really like I like the whole storyline. I like both sides of this story. Right. Like they both they interplay mm-hmm. with each other. We don't even get like a story B. It's all A, but they right, play together. Yeah. Very, very clean. We have Frankie, who I love. We have Herman, who I also adore. Little Wolf Wolf. I love him. No, I think it's a solid episode. Yeah. Um, what about you, Cody? Solid. Where where would you put this? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd put it top fifteen. I mean, that's that's good that you that you ranked it that high. Not knowing, I mean, I know Boy Meets World, but not knowing all the episodes, it's hard for me to kind of gauge where I would place it. But you know, it's it's a fun episode. It's a very one off episode. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really fall in to the rest of the you know Boy Meets World canon. Uh, even though we do get a, a birthday here. Uh, it's it's fun. I like it. Um, they recorded this during an actual wrestling uh, match. So that's kind of fun when, when TV shows do that. Um, I think I sent you an article about an interview that the WWE did with uh, Michael Jacobs on this episode. Um, so it's, a, it's an interesting read because he, ta- he kind of talks about, you know, how this came about and... Um, you know, having Vader on there. So it's, 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 it's a good mm-hmm. read. Um, a lot of fun. Yeah, Cause we've seen yep. Vader before. So like, I like that, like they're pulling in these yep. ki- side characters who we already know, um, and kind of building on their storylines and Frankie, who we already know is like super into poetry. Like it tracks with what we already know about him. Yep. Um, love this episode. I think it's a good episode and I really like the one before it too. I think this is a solid, uh, two episodes that we got to discuss today. Um, but are we ready to get into the fashion hour? Because uh, we got some outfits to talk about. Let me. Absolutely. Let's go. Pull up my screen here. And show you what we got. Um, So we are starting off with the Rachel Green Award, as we always do for the most 90s outfit. I am starting um with the in the first episode we talked about. This is Topanga coming over to Corey's house, um, wondering what they're going to do for the night. She's wearing a dark denim jean, which we very rarely see. She's wearing what looks to be some type of high heeled um, like boot, black boot, um, a, a pretty high waisted pants because she has on a pretty cropped um, white shirt. And on top of that, she has on a light, light pink, kind of like doily looking <laughs> sweater. <laughs> Reminds me of those season one days. Um, and, uh, her hair looks layered and gorge as always. Cody, what did you think of this outfit? I, I do like this outfit. I, I like the sweater. Uh, I like her hair. She, her hair is almost Rachel Greenish. Yeah. That's exactly uh, what I was going yep, to say, Cody. Yep, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and it may not be in this one, maybe in the next one. It looks like she's also got some extensions in her hair. Ooh. I don't know if you all are seeing that, but it feels like she's kind of got length. some extensions. Yeah, she's going got yep. some length back. But uh, I like that, you know, her hair is kind of, what, the, the framing? Is that what they kind of framing, say? Yeah, face frame. Yep. The, the face, fa- yep. 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 I like that. Um, this is a good outfit. Yep. Sarah, what do you think? Yeah, I love the baby pink. I mean, the doily uh, is, like, pretty 90s, but um, it's a sweet sweater. Um, I think the cropped white shirt is adorable, and, you know, the black pants is a classic. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's a very 90s silhouette, and her hair is, you took the words right out of my mouth, very Rachel Mm Green-esque. 
Uh, next up is from the second episode we watched. I had to get a jaunty Frankie in here. This is the scene where he is jaunty. Um, he's wearing he looks so jaunty. <laughs> he's, jaunty. Uh, he's wearing a dark denim pant, nearly black, um, with some black shoes. He's wearing like a brown, I don't even know, like a cool brown t-shirt. Um, on top of that, he has a vertical striped. Um, blue, red, and light blue uh, button-down shirt. He's carrying a poetry book. And his hair um, is also pretty 90s in that it is very long, parted in the center, um, and kind of just tucked behind his ears. Sarah, what do you think of, uh, of Frankie's outfit? I like, I like Frankie's outfit. I think that, you know, brown on brown outfits are <laughs> nice and like that over shirt seems like you know he seems like he's trying he's away from like the uh the you know the greaser sidekick yeah. and he's learning his own style which is really nice um i don't know if this is my favorite frankie hair but it's better than the dark dark hair he had oh yeah the dark hair was so strange but i love that he's in good spirits and i think that it's really nice to see frankie thrive um what do you think cody uh i agree i like that he's kind of coming into his own here i i like the darker colors you know frankie's Frankie's a larger gentleman. I think he's trying to wear something that looks a little more slimming. Oh, yeah. The so vertical stripes. Yeah. With the vertical stripes. He's not wearing horizontal stripes. He's wearing yeah, darker colors. Yeah. And like having the shirt open like cuts him is a slimming yep. effect too. Interesting. Yep. I didn't yep. know that. Uh, Do you know how skinny he is now, Cody? I haven't seen him Oh, my recently, God. He no. is jacked now. He lost. He's jacked? Like, he's like muscly? Him. Yeah. Damn. He lost Great half for of him. him. Good yep. for him. Uh, looks like he's he's got his uh, sleeves rolled up slightly, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I'm I'm very familiar with this uh, style from the '90s. I had quite a few friends that would wear this. Style. Yeah, and then the last '90s outfit. I mean, I had to do it. Wrestling was huge yeah. in the '90s. Like it was. Yeah. I think 80s and 90s, Cody League, were saying, is the time yep. for wrestling. So I had to do the Vader outfit. The Vader time outfit is interesting. It is a full, like, spandex, um, I don't even know, overall. It's like a onesie. Onesie, like a onesie. overall type of yes. situation, except, yep. like, it's an overall that, like, doesn't even cover his nipples, which is strange. Um, it's mm-hmm. black on the bottom, red on the top, says Vader time, right on his stomach. He has on these, like, tiny fingerless gloves and the weirdest strangest mask i've ever seen like i don't even understand it kind of reminds me of like the luchador luchador like um mexican wrestling Mm -hmm. masks almost um very strange it maybe spider-man-esque i don't know cody tell me tell me what you like about the (laughs) oh this is absolutely like uh exactly like what wrestlers would wear he's got the mask he's got the gloves uh Corey and Sean are wearing t-shirts that have yeah, uh, Vader yeah. Vader with the mask on them <laughs> that as was well. A great touch. Uh, yeah, so I, I love this. It's it, it's it's probably his actual costume that he wears yeah. during real mm-hmm. matches. Yep. I I do like the mask. I think the mask adds a lot of uh, a lot of flavor. Um it the mask is not uh, COVID friendly, by the way. <laughs> no, just... It basically leaves your entire mouth and nose out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, How would I he feel as... Sarah? He needs, he needs to. That's look. true. That's true. Um, I I do want to make sure that he's feeling comfortable with so much uh, chest exposed, but um, as long as he's having a good time, then I'm having a good time watching. Hey, nips him. out mean a good time. That's what I hear. Look at him. He's loving it. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so what do you all think? Who's going to win the Rachel Green Award? We have Topanga with her actual Rachel Green hair, Frankie and Vader. Um, guests go first, Cody. Sure. Uh, I, I'm obviously going to go with Topanga. I think it oh. looks more, I mean, it's the Rachel Green Award. You have to go with the one that looks like <laughs> Rachel Green. I so. mean, that sounds fair. Yeah. Um, I was going to go towards Mr. Frankie. So okay. Mr. Frankie you... or Frankie? Because <laughs> he's the oh. friends too. <laughs> Big Frankie or little Frankie? Yes. Um, I was going to go with little Frankie. Little Frankie. Interesting. Because I actually thought Vader was the most 90s. So we are <laughs> oh, really my. having a tough time today. Oh, no. I'll, you know what, though? Let, I think. Let where's the, the commissioner? Let the <laughs> listeners the vote. I think, you know, Twitter if I poll. had to choose, though, if I had to break the tie, I would go more with Topanga because she does have the classic Rachel Green the haircut. The classic Rachel Green You got to give it to her, yeah. Um, yes. Next up, we have the Pulse Rod Certificate of Timelessness for the most timeless outfit. Um, I have Alan here as my first selection. This is from the first episode we watched um, when they were talking to Corey and Sean about going to the police. Um, he is wearing a light denim pair of jeans. Um, he's wearing like a kind of a dad sweater, honestly. It's like a sage green a V-neck sweater with a white T-shirt underneath. Um, the hair isn't quite as like bouncy and fluffy as it was like a few seasons ago. Cody, what do you think of this outfit? Uh, I mean, yeah, I could see people wearing that today. Uh, you know, guys today wear the white T-shirt underneath mm-hmm. um, and the, the green sweater. I mean, it's it's very, very timeless. It doesn't look like it ages at mm-hmm. all. Sarah, what do you say? It's it's lovely. <laughs> I, I love I can't it. T- I can't. I'm looking at my own screen, not yours face. So I don't know what that means when you say you love it like that. Do you think he's zaddy ish? What's going on? <laughs> I just get to the next outfit. I know what you're going to do to me and it's not my fault. OK, the next outfit, <laughs> the next outfit is Eric and it is in also the first episode and he's wearing kind of a similar shirt. <laughs> This one it's looks like it has kind of pleats. Outfit, Jessica. <laughs> this this sweater looks like it has pleats in it. It's not my fault. It's got it grooves in the sweater. sweater. It's, it's a little darker. Yes. Between the, the colors are it's the same. Not. I have both the jean colors the same. <laughs> they both have a white shirt under it. <laughs> Listen. You're phoning this in. Let's, it's the same you outfit, try to find a timeless outfit in these two episodes. It's not easy. They're not a ton of timeless Cody, outfits. Oh, it's like, oh, what do you like better <laughs> green v-neck sweater I mean, do you want with the grooves or, or, no or the you green want grooves sweater or no grooves, <laughs> like grooves, or no grooves. it's not you have choices grooves or no you grooves, grooves, or Listen, no grooves. I could just had two picks for the time the timeless alpha timeless certificate timeless and I did three and this is what you get <laughs> I'm personally gonna go if I were to choose one I would choose uh grooves, grooves over no grooves but wait there's, there's more there's a probably I know. a third I'm just saying between those all two all right all right yes. we have yeah. Topanga at her sweet 16 party in her stunning red dress um it has spaghetti straps and the back detailing on this is See? my favorite yeah, no, she's, yeah, she elongated her yeah, hair. Yeah, it's definitely longer yeah. here. Um, So the back yeah. is like my favorite part where it has cutouts, like little block cutouts in the back. Um, Her hair is kind of in a half up, half down do with like wispy pieces framing her face. Um, Kind of like a choker-esque necklace. It's not quite a choker. I don't know what, Sarah, what do you call this necklace? Do you know? I have no idea what this is called. Uh, well, it's, it's an adjustable necklace where the front, piece 
is it's like a like a a, a chain necklace, yeah. and then there's like a dangly bit in the front. Yeah, and then she of course. Uh, so, so if you have a smaller if you have a smaller neck, then that dangly would just be. Longer. Yeah, I guess. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, okay. and then she okay. has some like what look to be red uh, high heels. So, Sarah, what do you think of this outfit? I mean, it's spectacular. It's a great dress. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's you know, it's age appropriate, but still has some sassy, yeah. sexy vibes to it. I love the back. Her hair looks adorable. Um, the but the you know like a nice red dress is a it's a, it's a it's really really cute. It's a really, really cute dress, um, and I think it's like you know, it's your six, your your sixteen. Like you want to have like mm-hmm. a bit of a zest to it, you know. Like you don't want like a, a a dress that like covers. Like you want to be like you want to like feel yourself. Yeah. You're sixteen. You feel like you don't want the full length dress like she would wear in season one. No, exactly. like you want yeah. to be like sassy. Because you're, yeah. you're 16. You're a sassy gal now. Mm-hmm. So it's adorable. I love this dress. Uh, Cody, what do you think about this dress? I, I love this dress, too. Uh, high school me would be all over this. No. <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> uh, she, lo- she looks great. The straps in the back look great. The hair looks great. Um, I, I mean, I can see lots of women wearing this today. Yeah. I mean, it would be. I think a, good, yeah. a solid red dress, like everybody looks good in red is like my pitch. Yep. Everybody looks good in red. You, yep. It's like anytime anybody wears red, I'm like, you look, you look great. You look fabulous. Is is this the red version of the little black I dress? Think so. Yeah. It's fire engine yeah. red. And I think that is the requirement. Okay. Yes. Um. So, uh, Cody, which uh, which person are you going to be giving your uh, your uh, Topanga is going to go two for two tonight. There. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I can't even <laughs> okay. think about you know, the green outfit. I only the green had outfit. so many options, and there weren't good no. options. Yeah, I can appreciate the green, the two green sweaters with the ribs or no ribs. They're the same. That's right. I, ribs or no ribs. <laughs> there. I think it's the same pair of jeans. No, like, no. Um, Eric's were Jessica. darker. Ever so slightly. Ever so slightly. A shade. No. Jazz. Anyway. I, I, and it's so funny because like you even like sandwich like I didn't mean to Alan's do that pictures so it's <sighs> like alternating I feel like I'm never gonna live this down like I feel like that's what's gonna happen but it's yeah. fine we'll anyway. we'll give you we'll, we'll get Topanga over it. Earns it she gets the double awards it's her birthday happy birthday Topanga you deserve it happy birthday <sighs> Topanga happy birthday Cody yes. only 10 more days. Everybody yes. wish Cody Until a happy birthday, birthday um, when this podcast yes. drops. Do you have and, any and birthday these, plans? Uh, I do not this year. No, oh. we're just going to spend Cody. time at home. And yeah, it's, you know, one of those just weird birthday years that you don't yeah. really. What's uh, the wifey doing for you? Do you get like a special birthday dinner? Uh, probably. Maybe she may make a cake nice. for me. We'll see. Oh, what's your yep. like. Are you like a ribs guy? Like what kind of, what's your Are birthday you dinner? Like a steak? Guy? That's so specific, Sarah. <laughs> I do like, I do like ribs. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And uh, I'm usually the one that cooks them. Oh. Uh, so if I wanted, wanted ribs, I'd have to, you know, smoke them myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure what we're going to have for, for dinner this year. We'll just have to see. All right. Well, you'll keep me updated on that. A few more days to fix. I yeah. will. 
Maybe oh we'll, maybe gosh. I'll post it in dinner tonight. Please do. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cody, it's always a pleasure to have you on. You always come so prepared, way more prepared than we ever do. Um, and I appreciate you taking time out of your birthday month to come talk to us. It's always Thanks. a pleasure. I love doing this. Um, <laughs> what do you have going on? Throw some plugs out there for the people. Absolutely. So over at AGT Time Pod, we're currently rewatching season three of America's Got Talent. So we've, we've uh, continued our rewatches. Uh, we'll be doing some um, rewatchables uh, here in the near future. I have another um, podcaster that joins me for those. So we go back and we rewatch a specific person's performances, all their performances, mm-hmm. and we recover them um, in addition to um, our full season rewatches. So we got a lot of content uh for on um for america's got talent uh we'll have uh agt extreme in probably january uh, which is a uh, kind of their fill-in winter mm-hmm. series that they're gonna have um so we got a lot going on come check us out we really appreciate it. agt time pod on twitter amazing yeah sarah and i guested once upon a time we uh we had a really fun time that was it was a really fun podcast so go go give that a listen as well Sarah, what what do, what do we have? What do we have coming up in November? There's so much. Yeah, so we are doing a Julia Roberts Appreciation Month. We have already recorded Notting Hill with our friend Deidre. That should come out the Saturday after this podcast is coming out. So check that out. We had a great time recording with her. Um, then later in the month, we are recording Runaway Bride, with um our friend Kurz, I just podcasted with them um on the Wombat Water Coconut Water podcast. So look out for that. And then in a few weeks, Jessica and I are doing are are getting together. We're having mm-hmm. another slumber party, and we have a poll out for what our special bonus podcast will um be. So it's running for like a week. So. Um, if you have not voted yet, go take a vote. Uh, our options are option A um, is the Felicity pilot, watching that and doing a reaction to it. Option B is a Ask Me Anything. Option C is a movie of your choosing, the audience is choosing. And option D is 90s Sporkle Quizzes. Um, Cody, do you, what's your what's your vote? Those Sporkle quizzes are a lot of fun. I love doing Sporkle quizzes. <laughs> the okay. funny thing is, is we added that in as a fourth option. Like, we need a fourth option, yeah. but we didn't think anybody would vote for it. And it's actually doing pretty well. It's doing pretty well. <laughs> but very funny. The Felicity, the Felicity, the Felicity stands. stands come they hard. Um, yeah. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, catch us at Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, of course, Weekly Boy Meets World and Dawson's Creek content. And aside from that, you can go on what's up or you can go on our website, www.shit90spod.com. Follow me at Sarah Ferguson and Jessica. What about you? As always, I'm podcasting over at Post Show Recaps on community building and succession. Um, succession just had another great episode last night. Friends, succession is an amazing show. Uh, go watch it if you get a chance. It's it's heavy, but it's so... No, Sarah would hate it. Don't watch it, Sarah. You would not like it. Everybody else that's listening, though, you should, you should go watch that show. I am in the middle of season How two. How are you liking so it? I'm trying to get there. Uh, it's it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those that you don't really like any of, of the characters. Of course not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, you know, just one little 
picky thing for me is I'm not a big fan of the cinematography. That they Interesting, because that's something I really like about yeah. the show. Fascinating. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of them the like close zoom ups. in, zoom out. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, the shaky cam type. Yeah, it's stuff. it's a little mockumentary at at times. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Um. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. If that's not your style, I could see how that would not yeah. be something you would like about it. Um. But go check that out. Posher recaps. Um. And as always, you could find me on Twitter at the Jess Sterling. Programming note for this podcast: I am actually going on another vacation. I'm sorry. I apologize. I didn't mean to have these all back to back. It just happened that way. So, um, we will actually be recording our next Boy Meets World podcast that covers season four, episodes 10 and 11 this Wednesday, which means that we will have already recorded it by the time that this podcast comes out. So you'll miss your opportunity to send in feedback. I'm so sorry if you didn't send in any feedback because you didn't hear it until now. We do have Twitter. If you're following us, we would have announced it there. So don't worry about Mm -hmm. that. I heard it. I'll send in my feedback. There you go. See, Cody has heard it. Yeah, and we're being we're getting joined by Melissa. Yes, Melissa from uh, Post Show Recaps. Melissa Woodward, amazing person. She's coming on to join us. Going to be really exciting. First time guest for us. So um, give that a listen when it eventually drops. But um, I think that's I think that's everything we've got. This was a amazing time. I had such a fun time. I I love so fun. We, Thank you for inviting me to your sweet sixteen. <laughs> I yes, appreciate yes. it. Happy birthday. <laughs> Just sweet, sweet 16. And then, yeah, and then one more time on a more serious note, um, we will include those hotlines in our Absolutely show notes. Absolutely, we, we will do that. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you, Cody, for coming on again and putting up with our nonsense. <laughs> I love coming on here. It is so much fun. All right, everybody, have a good one. We will talk to you all next time. Bye. Just ask. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.